Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 61 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, Daft Punk. Rip. I'm so devastated a little bit. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> oh, I'm so... I mean... <sighs> that video Damn. made me cry. Or I was on the verge of tears. What, like, was there an announcement video? It's a clip from one of their old movies, but it's basically uh, they're walking together in the desert and they stop and, it, like, one of them turns around and, like, you can tell there's a weird vibe to it. Uh, and then the other one, like, types a code into his back and then he walks forward, like, ten paces and explodes. What? And then yeah. the other dude just walks off into the sunset, but that's, it's a seven-minute-long video. That's amazing. And you, it's all, it's, like, a really cool version of touch right at the end there's a very cool version of touch playing yeah uh so uh Hmm. yeah the end of an era very sad what does this mean for tron 3 if we don't have daft punk and we got jared leto it's not looking good (laughs) technically you could still have like one of them like one of them could still score the movie it just wouldn't be daft punk you know it'd be like daft uh, uh, gene gene airmay or whatever his name is yeah well that's what we were you and I were talking about a bit is like, Oh, are they still going to have like, is one of them, whoever, which one didn't leave or like, is one of them still going to make music under the name of Daft Punk or that's probably why they didn't did it. Cause they don't want to like, one of them probably is not interested or really. I think guy guy man is like sick hmm. and has been sick for like several years. And I think I'm guessing they did it. Cause there's like one, Maybe they want to do more music, but they're not going to tour or something. So it's like why you know people are just going, oh, when's Daft Punk going to tour? Blah blah blah. So I'm sure one like I'm sure they'll still make music, but just as their own or um, I, I this is like double worse because uh, another like electronic music group that I really 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 liked just or last year announced that 2020 was going to be their final year of like touring and like they were going to break up afterwards. And then, so they announced that they're going to still tour for 2021, but uh, it was like, shit, like first this group, then now Daft Punk, like two like powerhouses. So I was kind of bummed. Who's the other group, Derek? Uh, Noisia. Oh, okay. uh, Drum and bass. Sounds good though. I love drum and bass. They're like the, I think the most i don't know they're like incredible but also their live shows are incredible so i was like i never got the chance to see them live and i was like oh, maybe they'll finally come to america on their farewell tour yeah and then COVID. i had the opportunity in high school to go see uh Medion and porter robinson um and i fucking passed on it and now i feel like a fool my friend went to see porter robinson and Medion when like it was Medion's first live set ever. Really? And I think Porter Robinson had just released the Spitfire EP. So oh, it was okay. like, so this back is like way long ago. yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, it, like I think he said, like Medion's parents were there, like standing on this because he was like fourteen or something at the time. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The one and I would have went like, to, <laughs> yeah, the one I would have went to was like the entire set was a mashup like set list of Worlds and Adventure. Uh, that was so, cool. yeah. I would have fucking lost my mind at the time. I wasn't a Porter Robinson fan, but after like repeat listens of Worlds, now I'm now I'm a fan. My go-to story uh, is that Anamanaguchi played uh, a free show at the coffee shop at URI, and my <laughs> girlfriend at the time would not let me go. She told me I had to come home and visit her. 
So uh, <laughs> I did not get to see Anna Monaguchi, and I'm to this day kind of upset about it. Allison would have let you go. Allison would have went with me. That's true. Uh, and video games. Let's move on from talking about music. <laughs> uh, joining me today, we have Adam. Hello. Derek. Hello. And Andrew. Hey. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, we got a big news pack day ahead of us a lot of things going on we just are hot off the uh sony state of play presses so we're gonna discuss that uh how we felt about it maybe compare it to the nintendo direct that happened last week a little bit see how we're compare the company see how we're feeling uh obviously talk about what we're playing but we gotta start with an email it's a bit of a lengthy one but it's from the number one fan of the Game Sharks podcast, Dan Santos. Hey, there he is. Coming at us from Alaska. So uh, <laughs> it's it's decently long, but I think it's worth a good read. So here we go. He said, hello, Game Sharks. I've been listening, quietly, patiently listening in my secluded corner of the world. Since last time I emailed in, mm-hmm. I've welcomed a new Santos into the world. Another baby boy. My wife endearingly calls him Koopa because he has a stertor which is a awake snoring, uh, which causes him to make Koopa Troopa noises. Oh, I kid you not. <laughs> Initially, I had a bit, I was a bit weary because as we all know, that was Jeff's nickname in high school, which I'm wearing my Koopa sweatshirt right now. Uh-huh. Which doesn't work anymore. Uh, let's see. Before Jeff, before Jeff continues, for the record, we all now have webcams so we can see each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's probably going to be a lot of visual references that do not land. Yes. I wear I like where I just showed off my Koopa sweatshirt. Exactly. <laughs> um uh he said uh yeah, as you all know that was Jeff, Jeff's nickname in high school. Alas, she is unrelenting, so I guess I have my own Koopa in the family now. So most of the time I listen to the podcast when I drop off my group hope group home guys at school. However, as often as I think about emailing in, there's just no time. And now there's so much to mention. And because I'm responding to older cast, there's going to be some deep pulls. So get ready for some deep pulls on some older episodes. Ready? First, Jeff, about your dream. Uh, this is the one specifically where it was Dan and I in the middle of a field pretending to be Pokemon. <laughs> he said, it reminds me of that Dan Mander video we made, which if you want a link, that's on YouTube. And I can show you guys that video. Uh, just type yes, in, please. Type in Dan Mander, you might find it. By the way, Pokemon is still awesome, even if you have fallen to the dark side, deal in absolutes, and say Pokemon is lame, because it's it, it's not. It's still awesome. Side note, I'm looking forward to the next Pokemon Direct. Hint, hint. We got some information about that later. Uh, I hope it's Gen 4 remakes. Uh, to clarify, Dan, I don't think Pokemon is lame. I just think it's not for me anymore. But I'll leave it at that. Uh, all right. He goes on to say, I like Matt's question about guilty pleasure games. I think somehow I always ended up liking obscure games that because cult. I think I somehow always ended up liking obscure games that became cult classics. Chibi Robo, Custom Robo, Zoids Battles, uh, Boktai Series, Blue Dragon, Dark Cloud, Skies of Arcadia, and plenty more. Oh, jeez. Uh, I have to say, Tcon is correct in loving Sonic. I remember playing the crap out of Sonic Heroes, but you're all wrong. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was by far the best Sonic game, for obvious uh, reasons. Heroes, that was a good one. I'm, I'm with Dan on that. That's a good game. Heroes was cool, 
though, for being the first to really be a multi-platform game. From Sonic Team, I really loved Billy Hatcher in the Giant Egg. I received it as a gift when I was a kid and actually felt guilty for enjoying it because of how goofy it was. As an adult, I'm embarrassed that I allowed myself to feign coolness uh, as I was playing a particular video game as if playing a particular video game actually changes your value as a human being, unless it's Fortnite, JK lol. I'm especially butthurt because I sold uh, it to GameStop for pennies, didn't even get stonks, and the game is now worth like a hundred bucks. Uh, speaking of stonks, I too love me some hodling. Uh, back in 2013, I bought a bunch of Bitcoin and Ethereum. I sold most of my Bitcoin like a cotton-headed ninny muggins today it would be valued at about 400,000 which would totally have helped with my student loans the worst part about that is this is for, this is from like a couple weeks ago and it's probably worth even well or was a couple days ago worth even more cuz bitcoin hit like a huge all-time high really that's yeah, crazy it, what oh. the fuck even is bitcoin anymore <laughs> fake internet I'm not sure money. even bitcoin knows uh, and Dan also says, I still have my Ethereum and still looking forward to a blockchain revolution in gaming. <laughs> what's, what's your knowledge on Ethereum, Derek? Uh, my knowledge is that I also own some Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did you ever own Bitcoin? Uh, no. Actually, technically. Hold on. Let me look. Do you have a physical Bitcoin? Why would you have a physical Bitcoin? Uh, I have. Are there physical Bitcoin? One ten thousand, fifteen <laughs> ten thousandths of a Bitcoin. It's currently worth seven dollars and twenty oh, twenty six cents. Nice. Uh, yeah. When I when you Coinbase is like the app for like you can do crypto trading trading, and when you sign up, you get some free Bitcoin. And I got seven dollars of Bitcoin. Hey man. Better than nothing. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I'm no mathematician, I, but seven dollars is more than zero dollars. It is. Um, As a mathematician, I, but, I can confirm that. <laughs> there we go. I did do a lot of research into, uh, like, or it, I've been doing research into crypto, and I do also have uh, some Ethereum. Not a lot. Not even a whole. I think I have like half a coin, but. Um, hmm. I do. It is like what it is um but ethereum is a cool has pretty cool technology and uh it's not going to be the next bitcoin but i think it'll be bitcoin it'll like actually kind of be worth something for the rest of the future all right that makes good sense. to know should i buy ethereum <laughs> no that is not financial advice <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, Dan says, anyways, I think the game I liked that everyone hated or at least ignored was probably El Sahadi Ascension of the Metatron. I mentioned it here before, but it's really a great game. I, I have no idea what that is. Sorry, Dan. Me neither. I remember a lot of those other games he mentioned earlier, like TB Robo, Custom Robo, Zoids, uh, because he used to play them a ton, uh, but I do not remember any of those. Uh, he says that or Godzilla Destroy All Monsters. I did and still do stan godzilla i don't know what that means i don't know if it was a typo it says stan like the name stan stan is stan. an internet thing yeah. it it is a verb 
that means you high, heavily support or are a fan of a given thing. It's stupid. Huh. I believe it originates from an Eminem song. Dan Santos yeah. is the, the first yeah. person to teach me what troll meant because his uncle was trolling me on Facebook randomly one day. <laughs> <laughs> his uncle sent me a message randomly. I had no idea who he was. He's like, uh, I know who you are and I know you're a fake and you should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm like, what? And then I... I saw that our only common friend was Dan. I was like, do you know this dude? And Dan's like, oh, yeah, that's my uncle. Just ignore him. He's trolling you. That's hilarious. Anyways, you you all may not have realized this, but Magic the Gathering Arena finally came out on mobile. I've been trying to get in at least one match a day. What's cool is getting paper packs and loading them up into the game. Many reviews are more on the negative side, though, comparing it to Hearthstone and Runeterra. What's stupid is that those games are based on the mechanics from Magic the Gathering. However, Wizards of the Coast for some reason haven't implemented their most popular format, Commander, which makes kind of sense because of how complex it can be. But there are other variants like Tiny Leaders that would work well in video game. Fun fact, Commander, originally named Elder Dragon Highlander, was actually started in Alaska down at a place called Bosco's, which is a... Sort of a sister store to my local game store, the comic shop. Lots of really cool Magic the Gathering history in Alaska. Um, I think the main reason they're not putting Commander in Arena is because every card, in, with the exception of like a ban list of 25 cards or something like that, is legal in the format of Commander. So they would need to put every card in Arena, and that's just probably never <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I think you can play Commander on Modo. Uh, which is like the original online magic database. Uh, although along... Sorry, I'm going to say that word again. Along with Magic the Gathering, I've rediscovered the Pokemon card game and have downloaded it that on... Have downloaded that on mobile too. I've come to the conclusion that Pokemon TCG works better as a video game solely because of the coin flip. That game mechanic in paper sucks so bad. Also, I don't. it doesn't make a mess. Easy to shuffle can use one card in multiple decks and the counters weakness and resistance are all automatic much better as a video game uh, when Allison and i first started dating i got her into the pokemon uh, trading card game online don't know why <laughs> i guess we were playing it at the time um, i used to play it a lot with my ex-girlfriend too listening to dante's opinions on geforce now has got me very interested in the service i've looked into it but the sign up process is not as intuitive as intuitive as say netflix or hulu i'm only now starting to get a little library of pc games i mostly use gog because it feels like um, my money goes further as well as a straight to the source of the game no drm also makes it feel more future proof in a way because we all know online services die will die or completely change eventually at what point will steam or epic say the games you own are no longer accessible all good points um I know our buddy Nick refuses to buy anything digitally because he wants to have like a physical version of it, so it can't just disappear one day. Yeah, I th I think for GeForce now, um, all of the Steam integration slash like Epic integration is just to confirm that you own a copy of the game. Mm. Um, so I would assume that like a CD key would also like suffice. But I uh, I know that a lot of developers chose to opt out because technically you can play any game originally you could play any game you owned on geforce now mm. but um 
developers were like, no, I don't want that. So they started opting out of it. And so now it's only like select games, which is still a pretty huge library of games. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they like have a deal with Steam anyways to like say like, yeah, like you can host the Steam application because it's your Steam account that you're still running it from. So, you know, it's just you're using a computer Mm. in a server somewhere in Uh, Alaska. Dan's second to last paragraph. Which reminds me of Stadia. Poor Google is clueless. In my humble opinion, they shouldn't have made all new branding in a whole big platform. They own the two largest sites on the internet, Google Search and YouTube. They shouldn't ha- they should have just made YouTube the- that all-inclusive streaming service they've been teasing us with for the last de- decade. Imagine this. Pay a flat rate, like 20 bucks a month, and get unlimited ad-free videos and music, like YouTube Premium, and cable channels, like YouTube TV, but also credit for purchasing, like, one to two media licenses a month, like Audible, which would allow you to buy either a movie, an episode, or a game. Then, over just a year, a customer would be committed to that service because they accrued 12 to 24 licenses, kind of like how Humble Bundle and Game Pass locks you in because it really makes you feel like you've got your money's worth. But if you look at Netflix, Amazon, HBO Max, and even Disney+, Plus, they will remove content from their libraries, even if they own the property. In the end, the only people who lose are those who have actually paid for the subscription, especially because the cost increases every few years. The only way around it is by buying hard copies, but now that's becoming a thing of the past. So yeah, this is just kind of, again, going on what we were saying, where it's you never know when just a game is going to be removed from a service. So like having creating a collection somewhat like Steam is a more viable thing. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Finally, I just wanted to comment on the Nintendo Direct yesterday, which we talked about last week. It's funny that Skyward Sword is finally coming to Switch because all these sharks have very different opinions and predictions, but you were mostly right. I for one am very excited to finally get to play this installment of the series. Anyway, thanks for chatting. Listening to you later, Dantes. It's always good to hear from Dan, our number one fan. It's a shame that he has to go months in between emails, but (laughs) but he'll always have a home here on the Game Sharks podcast. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Let's do some quick time events. This is news that we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about. Um, We also have to press the button timingly in order to get the right news story otherwise you just die yes. and have to go back to the beginning of the podcast <laughs> <to> start over <laughs> uh all right dinosaur every planet time, every time jeff misses a mouse click we have to reread dan's email <laughs> <laughs> dinosaur planet andrew yes talk about dinosaur planet so you know Star Fox adventures yes it's that but old that's right for the n64 it's the beta version the original concept of what turned into Star Fox adventures and they have now released not released technically, but it's been leaked. Uh, a fully playable build of said game, Dinosaur Planet, and it's pretty cool to to like you know think about because there was so so much of it is there from what turned into the final product of Star Fox Adventures, from characters to locations and like even the designs of of the enemies and the in the areas. Um, so it's almost tack for tack Star Fox, but 
just barely not quite in the branding. But it seems like you do still play as Fox McCloud, but you have a sword instead of the staff, and like it's on N64 graphics, so it's a little less tuned. Um, mm. But it's it's pretty cool. Sweet. Is it? A, it's an N64 title. Yeah, it was originally being developed for the N64 before it got moved to GameCube. Cool. Uh, BlizzCon happened this past week. Anything interesting that anyone wants to talk about from BlizzCon? Overwatch 2 and Jeff, go fuck yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Andrew, we were texting about Overwatch 2 because they showed a bunch about it. And I have uh, historically been pretty like meh about the idea of Overwatch 2, but they finally started showing stuff. And I texted to the group. I was like, yeah, I'm on board for this. And then everyone started flaming me. And I was like, what, well, is, so what is happening? Because the text, the text chain had started because I sent a bunch of stuff about it. I was like, yo, I'm really excited for this. This looks really cool. I'm like all for all of these changes. And then I just get a text from Jeff, like three texts down that says, I just watched a video about it. Doesn't look pretty cool. <laughs> the exact opposite of what I said. And I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, how is this guy going to come in to this group chat and just like curb all of my excitement? like right like that and then we go on for a little while and then jeff was like oh i read the type it does look cool <laughs> yeah i don't know i made a typo and then so they just started flaming the shit out of me and i was like what did i do uh but yeah, yeah. i thought overwatch 2 looked pretty cool i'm excited yes for that. it does it looks really cool i'm super for it i love the uh that it's all pve and that there's gonna be a four-player co-op campaign yeah so Super Derek? pumped. Other other than that, I know I don't care anything about that's happening at BlizzCon. I was gonna say, Derek, is there anything else that happened there that was intriguing to you? Uh, Di- Diablo Two Re Resurrected or whatever it's called. I'll probably play that. The remake. I like Diablo, but I, I we might have we, we touched on the leaks. Oh, uh, we touched on the classic WoW leaks. So mm. that's you know, yeah. That's yeah, that matter. that already got hit. Like yeah. Burning Crusade is coming to classic. And the only thing really big that I'm kind of excited about was the the reworks they're doing with Hearthstone. Oh yeah, what's up with that? Real quick, so the, don't go too much so, into it. Yeah, so they used to have their, their you know their basic and their classic sets, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, and those you, were you talked about this on last week's episode, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I remember listening to it, and you're talking about how there's like there's a rotating card pool set now. Yeah, they just they yeah. confirmed that, so okay. if they're going to be able to pick and pull it from everything. That's, that's kind of cool. went more into that. They officially announced the new expansion. So nice. Not not really anything. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is coming to Switch Xbox Series X on March 26th. I wish I waited to buy this game on Switch because I feel like I would have played it way more instead of having to boot up my computer anytime I want to play it. I feel like just a pick up, play a couple rounds, put down on the Switch is way more up that game's alley. But I'm definitely not going to buy it again. Um, so that's kind of how I'm feeling. So they're coming out with a Stardew Valley board game. It's Ooh. co-op. Yeah, uh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Are you gonna get it? I was looking into it. I, is it a Kickstarter? I don't like buying Kickstarter. No, I don't think it's a Kickstarter. I think it's just a thing you can order. You can yeah. order it now, fifty-five dollars. Yeah. I, oh, it's sold out. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I figured it'd probably be sold out pretty quickly. See, I was but. I was gonna pull the trigger because when I first saw it, it was still available. And I was gonna pull the trigger. Uh, Allison's a huge Stardew Valley game. We like board games as a whole. Uh, it's like a cool co-op game, apparently. Uh, yeah. And she's like, I want to read the rules before we commit to this, and now it's sold out. So <laughs> I think the next yeah. time it comes back in stock, I'll, I'm just gonna buy it because I even if yeah, even if it was 
in stock. I don't think it's something I would look for because uh, I feel like there's been so much saturation in the board game space recently with like adaptations of things. Like we just heard about the Metal Gear Solid one that was canceled. Mm. Um, and we got uh, Slay the Spire coming. You guys so, talked about this last yeah, week. Yeah. So board game tie-ins aren't really like my thing. You know, I'll, I'll play the games. occasional, you know, one-off. But other than that, I just keep it keep it digital. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk got delayed because of a cyber attack or the Cyberpunk, the, the big patch they've been talking about. <laughs> I just, uh, there doesn't, we don't need to say They're anything. Cursed. It's just yeah, the irony. It's, fuck, it's so hysterical. At this point, it's, uh, I feel bad, but at the same time, like, you had yeah. it coming. I don't know. So, yeah. I feel like, bad for the employees. Yes, not the company as much. Correct. Uh, Star Wars Republic Commando is coming to PS4 and Switch. It's a, it's an old, was that a GameCube game where you play as clone troopers? Yeah. Like a first person shooter, a third person shooter. Never played it. Yeah. It's a first person shooter. It's pretty solid. I've actually, I started playing it. Uh, I guess it was like six months ago now. Um, cause it's one of the games I own on steam in my backlog and it's pretty Oh, Xbox. That's what it was. But it was like one of those games that was like, if your parents didn't buy you Halo, maybe they bought you Star Wars Republic Commando, and then that's what you played with your friends. Because mm, it's like the Halo for kids. Because it's yeah. Star Wars. Battlefront 2, you know? <laughs> I love Battlefront 2. played so much Battlefront 2. The the voiceovers were very iconic in multiplayer, and we used to like quote them all the time. I'm thinking at this point, if I just wait long enough, KOTOR will come to the Switch, and I can just buy it there. Because I still haven't started it yet. Uh, too many games. Adam, guess what? What? There's a Pokemon Presents coming tomorrow. Oh, I am fully aware of it. It's basically a Pokemon Direct. I don't. I guess how, that's what they're calling it now. How long did they say it's going to be? Like 20 It's going to be like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. Tomorrow at so, 10 a.m. for us. Yeah. Just not, enough not, time to announce not really Pokemon long. Sword and Shield 2. All right. Let's all, let's all put our money down. You get to guess one thing. What game are they announcing here? Because they're going to announce a new game. Does what? it say that they're announcing a new game? Nope, just says presentation. Yeah, they're going to talk about nothing. the Pokemon MOBA. That's not a new game. There's like they're going to talk about Pokemon Snap. They're going to talk about the MOBA. They're going to announce a new game tomorrow, hands down. It's uh, they didn't last year, and they've been on an every year si- other year cycle since they left the every year cycle. So we're getting Diamond one Pro in 2021. You think it's it. going to be Diamond Pro remake? I think the timing is right. I think they're going to do it. I think Plus, they're going to uh, announce another Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC pack. Mm, Derek? Uh, I think they're going to announce Detective Pikachu 2. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they already did announce that, I thought. I thought that's and been in the works for a long time. He means the movie. Pokemon. Oh. Um, what's a dumb spinoff that ever. Oh, Poke- hey, you Pikachu 2. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, I'm guessing Let's Go Gold and Silver. That would also be kind of fun. That's the one I want the most. Actually, uh, the one I'm I ho- want the most is Red and Blue 2. But... Yeah, I think the ship sailed on that one. Shh. Red and Blue 2. <laughs> uh, lastly, for quick time events, System Shock remake coming this summer. I've never played System Shock. I don't know anything about that game. It's the predecessor spiritual to Bio... predecessor to Bioshock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I... I'm excited for this. I it was it's been in development hell for a while. The remake and, specifically. Yeah, the remake specifically, and it's nice to know that it's well. There was like two remakes at one point, 
and then I think one came out and it was just kind of like a remaster, and then this one is like the full remake. So I'm hoping it comes out and it's good because I've always wanted to play System Shock. Hmm. Cool. All right, that's it for quick time events. Let's move on to the the real news for the day. Slower time events. <laughs> Slow time events. Slow. Uh, rhythm game. <laughs> Metal Gear JRPGs. Solid and <laughs> Castlevania re, uh, revivals may be reportedly be in the works. Konami is apparently going to be um, outsourcing new Metal Gear Solid and Castlevania games is what the current word on the street is. So we might actually cross out a square on our bingo cards. Which was me saying a new Castlevania game, right? Yeah. Yeah. That it was specifically, I think that they would outsource development on a Castlevania game. I did say that, didn't I? Let's yeah. I, I, after I saw that, I looked it up. Cause like, I'm pretty sure Jeff said something about, uh, Castlevania. I specifically there, said so. Castlevania. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? This would be so cool. I think for both fans, for fans of both franchises, I'm sure Metal Gear people, yeah. Metal Gear people, but maybe less so, just yeah. because unless they outsource it specifically to Kojima, then they'll lose their minds. But I don't think Kon- Konami would ever do that. Konami the only thing, third party Castlevania from Jeff. <laughs> I'll do it. Give <laughs> me ten years. I'll learn how to make video games. No, I mean that prediction is from Jeff. Oh, let's go. <laughs> but also, they're outsourcing it to you. Uh, <laughs> I. I know people have been clamoring for years for uh, Metal Gear remakes. Those are the games that came out for, uh, I don't think they came, maybe the NES, or they came out for some weird like Japanese system. Um, and then, obviously, a like remaster of uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 1. People, or not, not 2, just 1. Um, so, I don't think anyone wants a new Metal Gear game. They just want the like really old titles brought to kind of like the modern generation. And I think if they, if they do do metal gear, that'll be cool. Cause it actually finally, like the whole story will make sense. You think so? Someone will be able to wrap everything up and bring it all together. Yeah. Cause the technically the events of metal gear solid five lead into metal gear. And if you didn't know, what happens in Metal Gear, you, it would, like, confuse what happens, like, it makes Metal Gear Solid Five slightly confusing. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I just want more Castlevania games. I love Castlevania. I love the world of Castlevania and the characters, the Belmont the last one? The last Castlevania game we got, there's some weird mobile one recently in the last four or five years, but I believe it was Lords of Shadow 2 for the PS3? Could you imagine a Castlevania with like modern graphics? Yeah, or like do really cool. do like a like just give it to an indie dev. Let them make a nice, cool two D Castlevania. I feel like the the framework is all there. You just need someone to to take it and run with it and make a good designed game. But the world, the characters, the format, it's all already there for you. Um, so yeah, yeah, the last one was Lords of Shadow Two in 2014. PS3. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was a PS3 game. Um, so yeah, I want a Souls-like remake of Symphony of the Night. That would be really good. That that would be really cool. Uh, yeah, another just another game where you play as Alucard would be incredible. Uh, Can you imagine his fucking wave dash in 3D? Put Alucard in May or I almost said melee. Put him in, in melee. Smash. Put him in melee. No, <laughs> put him in melee. <laughs> uh, he's already in a smash ultimate he's in a sis trophy he is okay 
Anyone interested in uh, PSVR 2? Hmm? Sony nope. has officially confirmed that they are they're working on new PSVR for the PlayStation 5. It's not necessarily called PSVR 2 yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, that's what it ends up being. Uh, I don't know. What do we think about this? I think I'll have to hear incredibly glowing recommendations before I even consider getting yeah. it. Because if I it think... feels the same, you know, frame rate, resolution, whatever aside, you know, however well it works with the new tech, if it makes me nauseated to to put on my face, then I do not want to use it. Hmm. I feel like the Oculus Quest 2 has set the bar so high for VR at this point. The fact yeah. that it's a standalone thing, you can download games directly onto it, it's free-flowing, there's no cables connected to anything, but if you wanted to play more powerful games, you can just plug it into your PC with a simple uh, USB-C cable. I've, the PSVR 2 is going to have to be something very special to make anyone want to buy it. because I, Yeah, and there's already some red flags. Like It, it does connect to your PS5 with a wire. That's not um, good. It does still have the PlayStation Move controllers, which I'm not a fan of. Um, so it's already just based on those alone, not going to surpass the quest. Yeah. Um, the I, only caveat is that you can play PlayStation games. I'm predicting that this is going to be a, a failure for them. Like this is going to be the last one, a loss, and they're going to cut their ties with VR after this. Yeah. Cause I don't think they, I don't think they will. You don't think so? You think they're going to No. Wow. I I don't know why, but they seem to, to I, just when you, when you think about how the PSVR is basically the evolution of the Move and the Move is the evolution of the PlayStation camera. So like PlayStation has been obsessed with trying to do these extra like accessory bits since the PlayStation 2 with the PlayStation camera. So they like clearly want to do this and i they must sell enough of them that like to like make up for whatever development costs like i think it's just cuz they they have money to burn and that's why they make these things mm. is cuz like if it i don't think it don't fail enough i think you, you think it'll have some success yeah, because PlayStation diehard PlayStation users are like that diehard that they see the PSVR and they're like, I gotta have yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's good, I'll I'll get one. But it's, if it's not good, then I won't get one. Yeah, it's like they're not looking necessarily for a VR headset, and they're like, okay, I'm gonna figure out what the best VR is and then buy that. It's like, oh, I love PlayStation, so yeah. I'm gonna get the VR because it's on PlayStation. And I can play my PlayStation games in VR. But how many people out there are like you, Andrew, who got the PSVR and like this sucks? And then I mean, here's the thing though: is I didn't get the PSVR, quote unquote. I happened to have access to the PSVR because of my roommate, well, who this... did buy it because he is a PlayStation fan who was like, "I want VR, and I'm a PlayStation fan, so I'm going to get a PSVR." Does he think it sucks? No, mm. I'm pretty sure he thinks it's it's fine. If not, he would not think it sucks if I did not so adamantly advocate for Convince it sucking. Convince him that it sucks. Yeah, like if I like, because I tried to like drill it into his head. Like you can't think this is good. Otherwise, we're not friends. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <fucking savage. laughs> 
because <laughs> I don't like, like I don't want to make him feel bad for spending his money on it or anything. But like, but he's a big old dummy. Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, hey, dude, if you wanted a VR system, you should have gotten a Quest. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. We'll but, see. I don't know. I still think the Quest is is a bad choice as well. It's better than PlayStation. Probably. I, I think they're both bad choices. The Quest is the correct choice if you don't have a gaming, like a heavy-duty gaming rig. Yeah, And the so. space to like set up permanent light towers. Yeah. Uh, and a hard on for Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay, more Sony news. They're going to do the, was it, Play at Home? They're going to do that yes. again this year? Or something they did last year where they just give games out for free? It was at the beginning of the pandemic last year that they started it to kind of get <laughs> encourage people, hey, stay home and play video games. You shouldn't be going this outside. Time, this time they're doing more games. Yes. I don't think we know any of the games yet. We know one. Would, uh, Ratchet and Clank Which is, for PS4. Yes. Yep, the Ratchet and Clank. And that's uh, uh, going remake. to be the game for March. Mm-hmm. So March 1st. Doing it, yeah, they're doing it for four months. So presumably four games for free. Nice. And this isn't like a this isn't like a PlayStation Plus thing. This is just if you own a PlayStation, you can buy the you can get this game for free, and then you own it forever. Yeah, pretty which neat. is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, gotta love that. Gotta support that. Yeah, last year cool. it was Uncharted: The Nation, Nathan Drake Collection, and Journey. So now I have both of those games for free. Nice, which is pretty cool. I mean, technically all four of those games because Nathan Drake is like yeah it's three, three games. games. So it's pretty cool. Solid. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting stuff. There's yeah, it's good know. on good on Sony for doing something like this. Nintendo would never. Yeah, if you're gonna Nintendo play Rift, Rift Apart, I recommend picking up that uh, Ratchet and Clank game. I thought it was a decent, a pretty decent reboot. I was gonna ask because uh, I do plan on playing Rift Apart at some point, but I didn't. Yeah. I never played this one. So you think I should play it? Uh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure uh, it it's a good. I think it's a good remake of the first game, and it's also good at being its own new game. Uh, yeah, so I, I liked it a lot. Uh, it almost made me want to watch the movie, but then I realized the movie was terrible, so I didn't watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, I've heard that's kind of There's bad. a movie? Yeah, that's what, the game is technically based on the movie. Huh. And the movie is based on the first game. It's like a, a Kingdom Hearts scenario. Interesting. There was a trivia question we had about this. I think. Oh, oh no! Like, because you know, that was the answer you gave. Was you yeah, were like, I, I think it's Ratchet and Clank. Clank. What was the question? It was. Like, it was the Dan Santos question. He was like, yeah. "What? What game features uh, a, a, a movie, movie based on a game in Kingdom Hearts?" Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Derek, tell me about CFO Jim Bell of GameStop resigning. Um. Uh, from what I looked into. It seems like it was like this was their fall guy. Ah, uh, he'd so only he's been six there. feet tall and he's like a bean person. Yeah, he's six feet tall. He's a bean person. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like and just like fall guys, he fell. He uh, dropped hard. Uh, I feel like it's like a. a I want to say it's a company thing where sometimes if they if companies need to like start cutting. They'll bring in these CEO CFOs or they'll bring in people that are like good at that stuff. And I think with the new with that guy from Chewy in on the board, I think they were like, All right, your job is done. Like you can leave now. And mm. so he resigned. And uh, there's rumors that there's an Amazon executive that they're put, trying to they're gonna have brought in. 
Maybe it's the guy up. from Amazon Luna who just left. Uh, the boss of Amazon guy, Luna. But it, it, like another Amazon executive left not long before this Luna guy left. That, that They were like, this guy's going to GameStop. Uh, okay. So Jim Bell is apparently getting $2.8 million in severance. So that's not, not a bad gig. No, no not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, it's just more weird fallout as we're following this GameStop story for however long it goes. It's going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on going forward for, I think, a good while. Yeah, this I think this year we're going to see it's either going to like fail spectacularly or make a bit of a comeback. It's going to be like a butterfree emerging yeah. from the Metapod. I'd really like to see their whole four-store thing come into fruition because that sounded really cool, and I wanted to at least see it get off the ground before failing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I would I would have liked to walk into like a a GameStop play and like just chill out with my buddies and play co-op yeah. games. You know, maybe then go to the go to the food court, get some Taco Bell, <laughs> or whatever your preference is. Yeah, I think we all agreed it was a good idea, but it's just yeah, it just terrible. Wasn't in the cards. Looks out. Terrible, terrible time. I believe yeah. from, from what I've read, uh, that that's still the plan. And I think that's all only that's what all physical locations would be. There'd be no actual stores anymore. It, it'll all be like these these kind of like, you know, computer cafes. Yeah. Hang out spaces. You know, hang out, watch esports, which whatever. I'm which is, absolutely all for. Yeah. Even very cool. Still. You know, it's kind of like we talked about earlier, too, with kind of the uh, loss of physical media that it seems we're trending towards um, that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we won't even need a GameStop to buy games anymore because everything will be either digitally or through Amazon. Yeah. I, I haven't uh, bought a physical game in years. And if GameStop transitions to being the Amazon of video games, then they can just use their physical locations for these lounges, which I think would be super cool. Like I would have loved, you know, to be a kid and be like, Oh, let's go to the mall and fucking play video games. You know, mm. hang out, watch the the yeah. big esports game. Yeah, yeah. When I was in high school, we had a Quebec trip, and we at one of the days we went to a mall. And you know what I fucking did? I played DDR the entire time, <laughs> the entire <laughs> duration of our trip at the mall. I played Dance Dance Revolution, and I have no regrets. <laughs> uh, all right, this last story. This one goes out to Tcon, wherever you may be. Uh, Anthem done. They have officially mm -hmm. stopped all production on resurrecting Anthem. Uh, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. It could have been so cool. Yeah, we talk about this a lot with him. The, the premise of Anthem is cool. The execution was poor, and they would have had to fix and change so much. They would have basically had to start the game over. Yeah. The best part about this is Anthem didn't die for nothing. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Like it sounds like the failure of Anthem has a, made has made EA decide to like pull away those invisible those puppeteer hands. Uh, what do they, what do you call the, the those guys that marionette uh, marionettes. It, no, not the marionettes themselves. The guys above. The puppeteer, the puppeteer. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's the puppet master. <laughs> the puppet master. Yeah, the master like, of puppets pulling the strings. Yeah, they're pull. They're they're like okay. Like clearly, our influence 
fucked up this and like they see the, the failure of bioware and the success of respawn and they're like all right i guess we should do what we do with respawn and just let them make whatever they want and we'll do that with bioware so yeah right the, jason schreier uh tweeted today that due to anthem's failure they have decided to let bioware make dragon age 4 a non-live service game and instead a single player rpg which is incredible news we're doing it boys we're getting back to good video games and not this weird microtransaction culture if ea recognizes and is starting to transition back to more single player focused story video games and i think we're headed yeah we're headed towards some good things yeah I think it's big... really it's really nice to see them actually learn from this and not just try yeah. and push the same agenda on us. I, I think the big thing is, is I think these big gaming companies are starting to learn that as long as you have one good like game in that category, you're like all set. Like EA has Apex Legends as their live service, whatever that probably brings in tons and tons and tons of money, and they don't need and now Battlefront too. Yeah, Battle, Battlefront 2 is a success. Like, they don't need every single game to be... And that's what was happening. It was like every single game they want to make this like live service, you know, extended release. And then after seeing the failures of... Like, the successes of games like Jedi Fallen Order and then the failures of games like Anthem, I'm probably sure seeing the failure of Avengers. Like, mm. they're realizing, yeah, like... That was a big one. We There's can't so do this games. with every single game like it's okay to make a game a complete experience you're more likely to get it feels like if they had made anthem a like single player game that was its own complete experience it may have actually sold better despite being how bad it was because there was no like well, there's going to be more, right? Like a lot of people, I I never bought it because like I was like, well, I don't, I want to see where it goes. But mm. if there was no chance of seeing where it goes and it was just a game, then like maybe I would have bought it day one and regretted my purchase and felt like Tcon. But at least I would have only felt like Tcon that day and not again two years later when they announced they were stopping whatever they tried to you know put hope in us or whatever. Yeah, uh, I it's. It's crazy, like, when Destiny came out, I was like, I'm so excited to see more games do stuff like this. And now I'm like, I hope no games ever do anything like this ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe give me one every every few years, but not yeah. one every couple weeks. It, it's just cra- it's crazy how that's, it's the only successful game in its genre. Yeah, mm. that's why I'm so apprehensive about <laughs> trying so many of these games like Final Fantasy XIV. It's like, I'm sure I would love FF14, but the problem is that it is just on a laundry list of service games that I want to try, but don't have the time to like adequately play all of them. You know, like I've dabbled with the idea of like trying Destiny or trying World of Warcraft, and I'm just like, I can't. I already played too much League of Legends. It's like, I, I can't yeah. do more. Everyone has one or two of their service games or their games that, like, the the Gobstopper, Everlasting Gobstopper games. Yeah. And you just can't have more because there's not enough time in the day to have yeah. those and then play all the single-player games you want to play. Like, there's yeah, a like, reason there's only one really, really good MOBA, and it's League of Legends. Uh, like, some would argue Dota 2 is up, like, an equivalent, but I personally don't hear as much about Dota. 
I I never hear anything about any of them anymore except League. So there you go. League Just wait do. for the Pokemon MOBA. <laughs> yeah, I think you also kind of fall into the trap of sometimes like you can add too much to a game. Like sometimes you got to know like when to. I don't even know how to phrase this properly. When to like, hold them and when to fold them. To yeah, fold like them. if you if you have a good idea and it's working solidly and the game is fun, just go with it. Maybe the part of problem with Anthem was they had to. Maybe they did maybe originally envision it to be like a single player experience, but then said, no, 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 no. Game is a service. Uh, it's going to yeah, have raids. It's going to have all this. Yeah, I think that was maybe the downfall. It maybe could have been amazing as a single player experience, like you said, but sometimes if you try to force something into something it's not necessarily good at being, that's kind of where you're going wrong. Yeah. Like Think of how many, think of how many indie games are just really simple controls and storylines, but there's so much fun. Yeah, like they, they don't need to be overly complicated. Like the mechanics and the 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 pacing of those games are so well thought out because they didn't have to spend time thinking about okay, how are we going to nickel and dime all these players to make money on these microtransactions and like keep them coming yeah. back? And that's what all of these feel like is that they're made with profits first instead of the actual love for gaming and and the and the craft which which sucks and that's why i think indie games have risen to such prominence in today's um you know economy is because like we see the the indie companies uh on a more equal level to us where it's like they are gamers and like they're, they they feel just so familiar to us it's like that could just that could be that could be like us for making a video game you know hmm guys we should make a video game <laughs> uh i have game maker studio too and i i've i've dabbled in it a bit derek's got a computer science degree i think we make this happen yeah uh, i know that, i know graphics people and i know music true. People. <laughs> <laughs> all right we can have matt compose the soundtrack he, you might be on to something actually i have allison's cousin's boyfriend went to school for video game music design. That's a degree you can get? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm going back to school. What restaurant does he work at? (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. Uh, Ferrara Esports Bar and Pizzeria. (laughs) I don't know what he's doing. I haven't seen him in over a year because of the pandemic, so I haven't been able to chat with him recently. But anyways, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what games we've been playing because I got some things I want to talk about because I haven't been here in a bit. So we will be back in a moment. All right, boys, let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Uh, Who wants to go first? Jeff, you're you're on vacation. Why don't you go first? You want me yeah. to go first? All right. Yeah, you got some updates. You got some lengthy updates. I do have some updates. Uh, let's start with a simple one. I think Adam, you're playing this. Derek, you're playing this. Mario 3D World. Andrew. And oh I, yeah. Andrew and I are playing through it on our lunch breaks at work. Uh, yeah. When we're not playing Smash. Are you, you're playing 3D World. We're playing 3D World. Yes. Um, we probably won't play Bowser's Fury together just because it seems like. It's- the Mario yeah. player is kind of doing everything, and the Bowser Junior player is just bopping along. So I, I mean, maybe I think, we can uh, hand it off. Maybe, um, but yeah, I'm playing. We're playing through that right now. It's fun. It's pretty straightforward. I'm assuming the levels get a bit harder as we go. We just finished World Two. Um, 
But yeah, I, they go by really fast. Yeah, super like super the fast. first session we played the first world in like a half hour, and I was like, "All right, let's fucking play Smash now." <laughs> Just wait till you get to the Star World at the end. I, th- I think Dante and I made it through two of them before we gave up because they were so hard. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Well, I can't looking, looking so far, there's a certain amount of stars I think you have to get to get to it. The green stars. Yeah. Well, so far we have not had much of a completionist attitude. So oh, okay. we, yeah, we have, not... uh, if we miss a green star, we won't go back to get it or anything. Yeah, but, we're not going to play if... through an entire level again. This, this, you know, challenge world I need to to complete now. So, yeah. But I... so I mean, but so far Jeff and I are pretty bad at the game. So I don't know oh. if we'll be able to complete <laughs> yeah. them. I feel like my <laughs> sense of 3D space has been really bad in this game. Um, I also, it's just not as tight as other Mario platformers. I feel like it was designed primarily to be like the party platformer game, where yes, it's a single player game that you can play through, and it's a it's a Mario platformer, but also you can play with four friends and throw each other and and mess what mess, yeah, mess up each yeah. other's shit. So like, it feels more slippery. Like there's a little bit more floatiness, and my my sense of like 3D awareness isn't as good as it would be in another game. Mm, yeah. So Jeff and I die a lot in like, stupid ways, but it's you, fun. You it is get, fun. It gets really good. Like the later levels are just really, really good. Oh yeah, don't get me Especially wrong. It's the, still a great the boss levels. They're just really, really, really good. Uh, I'm personally well, not a fan of fan of the cherry upgrade. I feel like yeah, it's a little hard to control. Yeah, uh, I, I love like, the cherry upgrade. It's very fun and unique, but yeah, I'm having issues where like. I don't. I think it's just I'm not looking where I'm going, so like I end up losing the clones too easy. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. I like I like the like puzzles designed around it, right? Like there was a switch that Jeff and I, in order to get a green star, we needed four people to to step on it, uh, and at that point in the level, we'd already lost all of our clones. Uh, so I like that there are, are ways to utilize it, but actually trying to control two to three people at once is is really really hard Mm, i agree um the other things i've been playing is the i beat the medium i have played through the medium in its entirety uh you can check out my review on the website right now oh shit i literally just posted it as we were speaking shameless plug shameless plug go read uh my review of the medium on www.thegamesharks.com uh let's see I thought it was pretty decent. When I first started it, I wasn't super hot on it. Mostly, I think, for technical reasons. I had a lot of frame rate issues. I had a lot of uh, like pixelation of things and textures loading in late mm-hmm. and some weird stuff. You played um, on your Series X? played on the Series X. It, it was kind of like it controlled a little bit clunky. I wasn't expecting the Resident Evil-style locked cameras. So uh, as I kept playing, it's the story was what really intrigued me and like kind of the mm. use of the dual world thing. And that's what pushed me forward. And the the further I got in, the more I was like, Oh, I want to see this to the end. I want to know what happens. Um, I was never scared at any point. It's supposed to be more of like a psychological horror thriller, but it, I, you could tell it was going for some spooky moments, but none of them ever really got me. Um, yeah. The music in it was pretty cool. It was like 80 synth uh horror movie simple there wasn't a lot of music kind of like breath of the wild i talk about all this in my review um but yeah overall i liked it i thought it was pretty good uh nice would have been better 
if it was like a technically more sound game. And I think the biggest thing was that this was the big showcase, the first Xbox Series X exclusive. And it doesn't, it's not this like graphical powerhouse. It's not this high performing crazy thing. Uh, so I, yeah. think, I think that it got shot uh, in the foot a bit from that, unfortunately. But once it's, I got past that, like going in thinking it was going to be this big grand technical thing yeah. and actually appreciated it for what it was, I think it was enjoyable. I feel like this was an exception though, because like this is like Bloober Team I'd never heard of before this game. Mm. So I feel like they might not have been given the resources to see this vision fulfilled on the Xbox. Whereas if this is like a Bethesda game, well, maybe Bethesda is not a good example. Um, but, but if this was given to like a more high profile team and they had a, a bigger budget, then maybe we would see it be a little more technically sound because even me playing on PC, like, I don't know how, like you said, you experienced frame hops and such, Jeff, oh, but like I, I when I, big dips. I, I never really experienced frame rate issues, but when I, when it would split the screen and go into the two worlds perspective, the resolution would go from like 720 to 360 P. Yeah, like you're saying. it I was. See, I didn't have that issue. It held its yeah. resolution for the most part, with the exception of textures loading in sometime. But um, yeah, I could see that happening on a like your your rig setup. Yeah. Uh, I think a big part of it is if Halo Infinite came out in it was supposed to be November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on like, launch, and that was the big wow. This is the first big Xbox Series X game. Whoa. Uh, it would have lightened this kind of weight on the medium of being now the first big xbox series x game uh so but you know they didn't know that was gonna happen uh but yeah in the end i thought it was pretty decent i enjoyed playing through it uh it took me a couple hours to really get hooked it's only i think it took me like eight hours to beat it's not a long game so yeah but if you if you like x files stuff like that I think it's a it's a cool game, for sure. Uh, I played a whole bunch of Final Fantasy VI while I was on vacation on my Game Boy Advance SP. I'm not going to talk about that here, but so far, uh, yeah. Is it the best Final Fantasy? Nah, cannot confirm or deny that yet. Not quite oh, are, you, are, you, are you playing this for uh, Matt? Yep. Podcast. I'm going to okay. talk about it on what did we miss? So I'm excited to because. A lot of people do regard it as the greatest Final Fantasy of all time, and I've never played it. You know, I love Final Fantasy, so it made sense. Funnily enough, cool. the Triple Click podcast, which I believe I've mentioned before, is Jason Schreier, Maddie Myers, and Kirk Hamilton. They just today released an episode on Final Fantasy VI. Is that new, Triple Click? Because I used to listen to a podcast of theirs when they all worked at Kotaku, and it was named uh... something else. I don't know how long it's been around, but it seems like they've established a little bit of a, uh, you know, like a, a routine and a. Um, yeah, it was and, called and split screen. Base. It was called Kotaku split screen. So it sounds like, and it was those three people. So it sounds like they just took those three people, and just made their own. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's on Max Fun, um, but it's it it's a fun podcast. I, I definitely recommend it. Cool. Uh, the last thing that I spent a lot of time playing was the project triangle strategy demo of course um did any of you play the project triangle strategy demo i, I did not didn't get Andrew, to it you did derek did you play yes. pro- the project triangle strategy demo um i played it for about 
15 minutes. Okay. And then I deleted it. Really? What? Uh, not because I didn't like it, but because I was like, I don't feel like playing this right now. And I feel like by the time the game comes out, I'll be ready to play it. Yeah, in 2022. Yeah. Um, but it, I <clears throat> I had good vibes. Mm. So seemed interesting. So yeah, I didn't. Uh, I I played maybe a half hour to an hour. I didn't want to. I didn't want any sense of the story. Really, I want to save myself mm-hmm. for that. I want that to be to be fresh and for me to experience it uh, when I play it. But they throw you in at like chapter six. Yeah, like you are well into the game at this point when they throw you in mm-hmm. in the demo so i really just wanted to get a, a sense of the combat um and maybe some of the like choice and branching narrative uh thing mm-hmm. uh and it seems like i did get a good sense of of that stuff yeah um so right off the bat the the visuals it's that 2d hd so cool mm-hmm. it looks yeah. beautiful the so water good. effects the lighting effects are all incredible uh same with the music music is so cool so well done it's similar to octopath traveler in both those regards which were the the 2d sprites the 2d sprites are animated so well too yeah it looks yeah it's so beautiful um i'm liking kind of what they're doing with the story here where octopath was these weird branching stories and then like it didn't come together in any sort of cohesive thing it was always eight separate stories throughout the whole game this is one collective story so i'm excited about that it's it's like medieval thou 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 art um thine that kind of language old english yeah thither uh, they spell is, weird, is it words weird have it, uh, uh <sighs> You're talking about the story. Yes. So what? Now I'm having trouble understanding after the demo. Are are there three different factions that you choose from, or no? So it is that one story, that, and the story can branch based on your decisions. Yes. So that okay. that kid, I forgot his name. The, is, whatever character you are is the character. Uh, in the game. Sora, Sora, Sar, Soran, Soran, yeah, yeah, I don't know, Samasora yes. or something like that. Something along those lines. Uh, he's the main character. Uh, okay. he's like he's like the cloud he's like the titus um so you're basically following him through the whole thing the battle system just like final fantasy tactics and i've been looking for really? a new final fantasy tactics game since <laughs> the one that came out on the ds so it's like the same grid based system where elevation has to do with the accuracy of your attacks uh that main character even had an attack called something dive where like if it's dive Eagle yeah. dive. Eagle it, dive. No. Eagle dive? Phoenix dive. Falcon a, dive. No, it began with a D. F- Phoenix Dolphin dive. And, uh... Anyways, <laughs> uh, it, like, it allows him to jump forward a bit, but if you jump off of something and do it, it does like way more damage. Which it, is such Really? A yeah, and archers have better accuracy from higher elevation, stuff like that. Uh, when you finish your turn, you have to choose which direction you're facing because your back has the highest percent of... Uh, being hit and doing more damage and then then the sides have a little bit less and then your front has even less so like which direction you're facing is important they're like aoe spells so like if you were to use a fire spell think of it as like a plus you basically uh, choose where the center of the plus is and then you do damage in the other plus or the directions of the plus and the same goes for like cure and stuff so if you group your people together 
you can heal a bunch of them. And it's, uh, I'm so excited about the depth of this tactics game. It's basically going to be Final Fantasy Tactics. And yeah, I'm I was so going to excited. I was going to ask you how similar it was because my only frame of reference for tactics games is Fire Emblem. And I've only played two Fire Emblems, which are Awakening and Three Houses. Mm -hmm. um, I actually played a little bit of the GBA one too, but not enough to really know about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved how much more in-depth this combat system is compared to Fire Emblem. And the way that I kind of likened it in my head is that Fire Emblem, its battlefield is just a vessel to facilitate the combat, whereas in this, and I assume also now in Final Fantasy Tactics, you are fighting in the battlefield. If that makes sense, like yeah, in, it's you're making you're making so much more use of your surroundings in this, and it matters in this as opposed to Fire Emblem, where it is just a checkerboard, and you are moving your pieces along the board until you get to the next fight. Yeah, and it doesn't really it doesn't really matter so much. But in this, it matters so much in like what way you're facing, like you said, like what uh, row on the grid your characters are positioned in, and that's so cool. It's so it plays with the actual dynamic of being on the board in a way that Fire Emblem just doesn't. Yeah, it's the only difference from Final Fantasy Tactics is Final Fantasy Tactics has a job system. And yeah. like there's five races of characters, at least in Tactics Advance, there's five races of characters. Each race can have like a certain set of jobs and you have to like learn abilities from certain jobs to unlock new jobs. Whereas this, it seems like your character is just their character and they learn new abilities as they level up. So you can yeah. mix your match your party based on that. Um, but it does seem like the party members, from what I've experienced, are very diverse, and they do have each of like all every single character seemed to do something different. Whether one was one was an archer, one was a healer, one was an ice mage, mm -hmm. one was a fire mage. You, your main character just used a sword. There was one guy who was like a brute, and you could like physically move the position the of other characters yeah. and if you smack them into walls it does more damage which is again playing with your surroundings it just it, it was just so cool yeah uh i'm so incredibly excited for this game i am it's probably my most anticipated game that we are aware of maybe even more than breath of the wild 2 i am <laughs> the face derek just made uh i'm so incredibly <laughs> excited uh and yeah. then so i want to talk about the the triangle strategy thing. So the whole idea is that there's three convictions. I don't remember what they are, but basically like three lifestyle choices. And as you, you get to make choices throughout the game and depending on the choices that you make, the story kind of plays out differently. If you start to favor one style of choice over another, yeah. um, in the demo specifically, there's a moment, uh, Derek, it sounds like you definitely didn't get to this. Andrew, did you get to the point where, um, I only did the first battle. Okay. So you basically get to a point where your party is like this council and you have to, it seems like it's going to be a reoccurring thing and you vote on something. So they decide, uh, the bad guys from the North are like, hand us over the Prince or we're going to destroy your, your town, your city. Uh, and then you have to vote and there's a voting system. It's everyone gets together, the eight main mm -hmm. characters. And they're like, okay, are we going to hand over the Prince or are we going to, hold on to him and kind of fight them in our town when they come to attack us. And, and it kind of, the scenario starts and in the corner of the screen, it lists like, okay, these four characters are leaning towards voting to hand over the Prince. These two characters are voting or leaning towards voting to fight. This character is undecided. And then there's your vote, which you get to choose. So 
you kind of get to decide what you want to do. And then in this specific scenario, you got to walk around the city, talk to people, learn some stuff. You learn some information about how uh, there's this like secret weapon built into the city or like the secret defense system. Uh, so you, you go and talk to people and now you can use this dialogue option that you didn't have before to say, hey, I think we can win a fight because of this thing that we didn't know about before and then change their minds and then everybody cast their vote and then whatever everyone whatever the majority is that scenario happens so basically i changed everyone's minds got them on the side of no let's stand our ground and fight let's not hand over the prince the people come and attack the town you use the defense system you beat everybody that's the end of the demo however i was curious it's like okay what happens if we vote for the other thing is it just like a slightly different battle or something or is it the same battle it is an entirely different scenario if you do the other vote. So I, I luckily I didn't know I wanted to do this, but I luckily made a save file right before the voting. So I didn't have to go around and talk to the town and everyone. Cause I was just like, okay, everyone's already going to vote to hand them over. Uh, I'll just go and do that now. Uh, so then they hand them over and it's a totally different scenario. Instead of your town getting attacked, uh, a neighboring town who's usually your ally now sees you as a threat. So you have to go there to try to talk to them, but now they attack you when you go into their town. So it's a totally different faction attacking you for a totally different reason in a totally different location. And the prince isn't with you in your party anymore. So I'm wondering like how many of these split votes are there going to be in the game? How many branching mm -hmm. paths are there where it's an entirely different scenario? Yeah. It's, it's going to be crazy. It kind of it gives sounds me, insane. It's giving me Fire Emblem Three Houses vibes where we were like, oh, they're probably, all the stories are probably different and they converge somewhere in the middle. No, they're all right. insanely yeah. different. It seems like this is going to have so many very different branching paths, which would it, just it almost mean seems like crazy like, replayability. It almost seems like, like, we could all make a different decision like early, early in the game and then never face a similar scenario for the rest yeah. of the game. Or like something. even, like, even like the first decision cool to think about, mm. it's like, it feels like the choices that they're presenting you like so dynamically shift, not even like story scenarios, but also like your party and like the locations that you're in. Cause like, e like I didn't get to any of these drastic things like you did, Jeff, but the one choice that I had to make was like at the very first battle, there's a guy and he's like, do you want me to like fight with you? Or do you want me to run? And I think I said for him to fight with us. Was that and the guy with the Lance? That's yes. the, the guy, the prince, Roland. Oh, whatever. no, it was the prince. Yeah, it was yeah. the guy on the horse. Yeah, that's okay. The yeah, Roland. either way, but like stuff like that. It's like, what happens if I just tell that guy to leave, right? It's like, <laughs> it's I, just the other games that present you with choices are never this like drastic. They're usually with choices. Yeah, they're usually fake choices. It's like giving you the illusion of choice, but if you go back and play the different uh, scenarios out, you ultimately like three to five minutes later end up in the same place that you would have but these are yeah. two very different scenarios i don't know if they cherry picked this one for the demo because it's like the one that splits the most um mm. but yeah it's like one you still have the prince with you and you're going to attack the big bad army now and the other one it's like the prince is captured and you have to go get these allies to make sure the nation stays together it's yeah i was baffled because i was fully yeah. expecting them to be relatively similar but they are completely different and the the whole politicking thing that you just described yeah. too sounds awesome. It's really right? cool. Like 
it's actually using the information you're gathering in a way that allows you as the player to use information to change the events of a story like you would in like in real life like a real court case or something uh, so yeah. that's just super cool this scenario in the demo um obviously it's early on in the game i'm sure it was it's probably going to be one of the easiest ones to convince other people to be on your mm -hmm. side i'm sure there's going to be scenarios where you try to convince people and then you cast your vote Fail. <laughs> and and they don't vote for the same thing as you because you just couldn't convince them yeah. uh, because you didn't get the right information to to show them that that's what you needed to do. So I'm very, very excited for this game. I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. From yeah. from your experience, were, were character deaths in battle permadeaths or were they just like I, I didn't your have partners? Any, okay. I didn't have any I, characters die, but... I don't think it's going to be a permadeath thing because I think the voting system is so integral to the story right. that uh, and in in previous in like Final Fantasy Tactics and whatnot it was never permadeath you just it lose was them for that okay. battle not like um, Final or like you don't even lose from for the battle they their body stays on the battle and you there's like revive spells and you can bring it back to life that's right, not something right. you can do in Fire Emblem it's like if a character falls in the battlefield in Fire Emblem they're just gone right they're dead yeah whereas this is more like okay. think final traditional Final Fantasy games where they're still there and you can revive them and whatnot I because I my, my demo experience was I did that first battle someone died and I was like hmm, I wonder if that was permanent and then uh, the prince died and I got a game over and I was like, okay, well that was enough for me. Yeah. Well, I think, I think specifically the parameters are escape the bridge. Yes. Number one, number two, don't let the prince let die. die. I did not know that was who I, I was like charging into battle with him. And like, and that's, that's the reason. I, like, I mean, he's oh. one of the strongest characters. He has like, yeah. he has a move where he like double strikes with his lance and it's insanely powerful. So it's a high risk, but, high reward. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I chose specifically not to pay attention to this story is because like, I don't know who any of these fucking characters yeah. are. So like, I want their, I want my choices with them to, to feel more real when I actually play through the game and, <laughs> and are invested. Yeah. It's it's interesting to think that uh, based on our choices in the game, you might never experience that battle on the bridge. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't right? know how many choices up until that point you right. have to make to get there. It's very, very interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's me. Uh, fucking so happy and excited for that game. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> um, All right, Derek, why don't you go? What are you even playing? Well, I've been going through something that I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, ever since Menopause. I beat... <laughs> I have been having hot flashes. Uh, no, ever since I beat Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I like can't get into a game. Ah, I've had this uh, happen to me a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. I think there's nothing. Like there's nothing on my my radar really in the coming couple weeks. I mean, like Returnal. I think is the next kind of big game. Bravely I was looking forward to. to that. See, I was like, I don't know, maybe I want to pick up Bravely Default 2. So I'll, I have a few, a bunch of games I just started playing randomly because I was like, maybe this is what I'm looking for. So the first one was last week I started Persona 5. That's right. Yeah. Persona yeah. 5 Royal. So, uh, oops. hold on. My desk is falling apart on me. Uh oh. I need to get like the, the desk I bought. There's like, I don't know, if you lean on the wrong part of the desk, the whole like drawer collapses for hmm. some reason. So I just, I got to not lean on that part of the desk. So um, 
Persona. So I was playing Persona Five, and uh, I'm in the I'm still on the first uh, Kamishida's ca- Palace, not Castle. Yeah, Kamish- the first Palace, and so I played it a little bit more, and like I learning more of the mechanics, and uh, I just got, you know learning about the um, the the baton pass, and I was like, oh man, this is so cool. Like, but then I was just like, but like I don't know, I just don't feel like playing it right now. <laughs> I don't know. Tommy, you know, man, just keep playing it. You'll you're gonna fall so hard in love with it. You know, I'm definitely gonna keep playing it here and there. But it was just like I, you know, like I, uh, this isn't the game I want to like focus on playing, or this isn't what I'm looking for in this moment, whatever. Um, so I, what was the next game? I, I downloaded Final Fantasy 14. Oh. <laughs> and I played that for about an hour. And uh, I did like I haven't even gone into combat. I'm just walking around the tutorial city, like talking to people and getting experience. Uh, and then I turned it off because I had like a meeting or something, uh, and I haven't booted it back up. So, yeah, I don't know. So whenever you guys play that game, I guess I have a character ready. <laughs> That's <laughs> so something we should all do together. I have 14 days to like continue the trial. So I- I'll probably play it a little bit more here and there because I am interested into seeing like it in some way what it looks like uh so then after that i played uh i went i like logged on to game pass and i was like all right what's what's on game pass that maybe i wanted to play uh so i started playing enter the gungeon oh i love Gungeon. yeah i i've always wanted to play it and never like did so i am really liking that and i might play that a little bit more but then i was playing it i was like you know i already have a roguelike that i've been playing that i haven't really finished yet so i went back and i played born hades okay <laughs> naturally uh, and i immediately had like another great run that went all the way to to hades and then i died stupidly and i was like damn it like i just want to i want to finish the game so I, I just i need to get more of the um i don't know i just need to keep playing it Mm. a run every so often i feel like is enough uh i played more bowser's fury um i really am enjoying bowser's fury i think it's just a solid mario experience uh, i'm definitely going to try and get all the cat shines okay uh, i think i'm at 70 something at this point and i think i think oh, there's 100 dude. Oh, there's wow. that many? Wow, yeah. that's, yeah. that's more than I thought there would be. That, yeah, I thought this was way less in the scale. No, I'm telling you guys, no. it's like a decent-sized game. I, 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 need, I only have 12. Yeah, I think you need 50 to beat it. Wow. Like, that's the, you need 50 to unlock the last uh, Ultra Cat Shine or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, so then you get... The, then there's... There's a bunch in the overworld, and then there's five per little island. So yeah, I'm. I think I'm pretty sure there's a hundred total. Um, there was another game that I played for a little bit. Uh, maybe I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I just I haven't really. I've been like in this like rut of like I don't know. I just don't really know what I feel like feel like playing hmm. yeah Happens. definitely know definitely know that feeling yeah oh Dia- i played diablo 3 because i have that on my switch and i think i finally actually am at the end of the game so i'm like oh i guess i'll just finish it now 
Um, but that was a fun. That's a fun game too. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna nice. play Enter the Persona. Gungeon and, and Hades a lot, and, and probably Persona. Persona. Uh, I do want to play Bravely Default though, so I might I might have to get that. Comes out tomorrow. Very excited. Uh, what about you, Adam? What have you been playing? Uh, well, like you guys, have been playing some Bowser's Fury. I did not realize it's that in- intensive, so mm. looking forward to being able to play more of it. Uh, like you guys, I'm also uh, on the third world of 3D World. Okay. And so far, it's a, it's a pretty fun experience. I will agree the levels are really easy to get through, so it's not taking me too long to play through it. I mean, it's a it's a solidly built game. The levels seem very well designed and fun and colorful. So, uh, the only other thing I've really been playing, aside from the usual league with Andrew, has been uh, Blue Fire. Ah, uh, yeah. What's to... what's your update on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I beat the second dungeon. I have a double jump now, which is definitely making the uh, traversing the world a lot easier. So it is dungeon based. It'll, there are at least two. So okay. like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sounds like yes. <laughs> So yeah, it's like it's a little bit more puzzle focused in the dungeons, but even the rest of the overworld is still very platformer based. So it's it's weird. Like take so imagine Hollow Knight with 3D, but make everything a platform, like even more platformer than Hollow Knight was. Hmm. The enemies are platforms. Yeah, the enemies kill me really easily. My only like real gripe is that whenever I die, like you can only like you only respawn at these certain points throughout the world. So like I could be very far away from where I died and then respawn somewhere very inconvenient for me. So I have to backtrack all the way to where I was. So it's like a souls game a little bit. Yeah. In that sense, I mean, definitely the game is a lot better now that I have more mobility options, but it kind of shows that they kind of had to build it in the fact that the two items you get in the first two dungeons are both mobility options. You get a, a wall run and a double jump. Hmm. Cool, I mean, thanks. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I'm kind of enjo- the story's pretty interesting. Uh, I I am enjoying those the dedicated like hardcore platforming sections because I don't know if you listen to the episodes at all, Jeff, from before. I did. But okay, so yeah, you know, like they have these void sections where, like, oh, this is where the people of your order did this training in the past. So like those are their hardcore dedicated platforming sections and they're they're really challenging. I've only beaten like three of them so far. But if you beat it, you get an extra heart. So I'm trying to do them, but it's just not going well. Alright. <laughs> like, yeah. I was definitely those... interested in that game, so I'm kinda I mean, waiting to hear your final uh verdict. It's, like it's twenty bucks. If you ever, if you ever get it on like a sale or something, I could say just try it. Or if it comes to Game Pass. Hey, there, it, that's going to come to Game Pass at some point, isn't it? Probably. I mean, I'm enjoying it. Like, it's a it's a weird little Souls-like platformer-esque deal. And it's kind of hard to tell the game. Yeah, it's kind of hard to pinpoint it as one genre, yeah. but I uh, kind of got to go bit by bit on it. I do get fed up with it sometimes. Because, like, the hardest part about those little platforming challenges is that... uh. Uh, if you fall off, you start at the very beginning. And there's no checkpoints, so it is a it is a hardcore platformer challenge. Hmm. But I mean, but yeah. Aside from that, the only thing I'm gearing up to play is I'm gonna give another shot at Legends of Runeterra next week yeah. when they release Shemir- the uh, Empires of the Ascended. Shemima. Yeah, 
Did you see any of the new champions? Yeah, they have Azir, Nasus, Renekton for Sharima and the Antalia. And then Kindred is coming to Shadow Isles. I think there might be one more. Shadow Isles. I believe Kindred is going to be Shadow Isles. And then Jarvan is coming to... Yeah, Jarvan's for Demacia. I think Lissandra for Freljord. Yep. yep. There's a lot of new champions coming. Yeah, but you see uh, my friend Dwayne, like, is it to a little bit of power creep? How uh, Nasus or Necton can uh, level up a second time? They can yeah. what? Yeah, there's like a this thing called the Sun Disc, and if you have the Sun Disc out, they level up a second time and are even more powerful. Yeah, so it's a uh, so the Sun Disc is like a landmark card, and specifically, it ta- it's got this new countdown effect where you have to wait a certain number of turns for the effect to trigger. But there are things that can speed it up. So both Nazis and Renekton will level up for a second time if the Sun Disc triggers. And supposedly you are guaranteed to draw it in the first round if your entire hand is Sharima. So it looks like they may be going for like a new pseudo mechanic of like loyalty to one region. Like, mm. oh, my deck will only be Sharima and that's going to give me special bonuses kind of stuff. Yeah, it looks really cool. But yeah, like it's it's harder to pull off the second level up for Nazis or Renekton, but damn, they're going to be powerful if you do. Like, Nazis' whole kit is whenever you kill something, anything, he gets plus one, plus one. Like, he just perpetually buffs himself. Yeah. It, they so, do a really uh, good job of making the champions in Runeterra play, like, their their League of Legends counterparts. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we'll, we'll see if those decks end up becoming busted because of the second level up, but we will we will see. But, yeah, from what I've seen in the trailer so far, you're right, Jeff. They're doing a very great job of keeping the identity there. Like Nazis's overall ability is basically just his Q. Mm. Like it's how you'd play him in actual league of legends. Yeah. Like same kind of general strategy. Just, just start stacking, man. Just start stacking. Uh, yeah, other, other is that, that I have, yeah, I bet it was a bit of a slow week for me. Mostly Mario. And right. fire. Andrew, do you want to go? Uh, I'm going to go, but not before I talk Sh- about these these this fucking breaking news that I was going to say should we should we talk about chat. this breaking news now or should we talk Holy, about it later No, we're talking we're talking about it right now. Wait, what is it? <laughs> Isn't it kind of relevant to something we're going to be talking about later? I, yes. Yeah, I think it might be more yeah. relevant. Let's to talk let's, about later. Let's hold on to it. You think? Oh. I, I want to take a break and look more into this before we really delve Okay. Into it. Um in that <laughs> Anyways, case, what have you been playing? Games I've been playing. That's right. Um, so you kind of took my two of mine, Jeff, which was going to be Super Mario 3D World and Project Triangle Strategy. Mm. But yesterday I did start playing Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, yeah. Uh, it? It's so good. It's just more Persona. Really? <laughs> yeah. It is identical to Persona 5, except that the combat is an action combat instead of a JRPG combat. Okay. And it's Whoa. so so you will feel absolutely no difference playing that game other than when you're in battle. That's like incredible. the way that the, the way that you move around the overworld the same. The overworld is obviously familiar because it's the same locations. Uh you you know, it's almost the same area music too, the cutscenes, the voice acting, it's all great uh i legit teared up when all of the characters threw you a surprise party and you just see all your friends and it was just so like so nice to be back in that world and 
and to just be a part of it again. Uh, and the story so far seems pretty cool. I'm only an hour and a half in, so most of what I've done so far is like tutorials. Mm. So I'm pretty sure everything so far has been scripted. But uh, the from what I've experienced, the battle system is pretty fun. It's like it's really close to a Musou game in just the way that the actual input to like attack uh, scenario works. But then the way that you're wor- maneuvering around the worlds, it's more scripted, more linear. Um, it's, you know, cause a Musou game, like in Hyrule Warriors, for example, you're in one giant battlefield and you have like multiple objectives on that battlefield. But from this, it's like an A to B thing where you start and you're progressing through a level, or there's like a certain number of enemies you have to defeat. It's, or it's, it's much more contained. Um, but it, the, it's fun so far. I haven't gotten the opportunity to play as any other characters. Um, but there the like first battle theme i heard was like a butt rock version of last surprise and it's so good it's uh yeah i'm i'm very much looking forward to playing this i want to i'm going to play uh barely default first but then there isn't like we were saying there's not another big game until what may april yeah so i think i'll have time to get both of these games in before uh any new big releases so I'm, I'm super pumped to eventually get to persona five strikers yeah they make a reference to yakuza in that uh in the beginning of the game Th- they did an interesting thing where you have to gather information by walking around shibuya and like listening into people on the side of the street and there's like a meter at the top that says like this is how much information you've gathered relevant to this you know scenario uh and so during that makoto was standing by the theater and she's like oh the new movie dragon like a yakuza is out and i was like that's hilarious that's uh so good. yeah so it's just it's so much fun to be back there especially since i didn't play royal and i've really been absent from this world for so long so um, uh, this game is a sequel to persona 5 correct not persona 5 yeah, royal there's there's no royal content which i guess is pretty weird it's i've heard that's one me. of the that's one of the main like criticisms is that it kind of ne- like just ignores royal's existence there's no kasumi which you would assume is a big part of of uh yeah. would be story uh and it doesn't reference any of the events that happened in the third semester you know, the whole idea of it is that you haven't been there in six months and you are coming back for summer vacation uh, and you're going on a road trip. That's the plan, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, it makes a lot of references to the original story. Not a lot that I've experienced so far, but I hear it's like blatant at times. And they're like, hey, remember when this happened? It's like, let's let's really retread on these big major story events that took such a large toll in our lives. Hmm. Um, but I haven't really gotten there yet, but from, it's it's really fun so far. And I it's absolutely a must play for any person who has played Persona 5. Well, I plan on playing it and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, cool. Was that... It that was that's the only other thing I played yet. I've been playing mostly Kotor, so nice. Uh, all right, then let's take another break, and then when we come back. We'll talk about the Sony State of Play that just happened re- earlier today. We will be back. Whoop. All right, guys, we're back. And we're going to talk about the Sony State of Play that we just watched a couple hours ago. And we'll just kind of go run down, t- 
top to bottom, talk about everything a little bit. I think there's a couple big things in here, a lot of smaller things and a lot of updates on things we already knew about. Uh, let's start with the first thing, which was Crash 4. It's about time. It's coming to the PS5. I feel yep, like it's about time. Boo. I feel <laughs> like there's, there's not a lot to say here. It's just... Uh, yeah, we already knew this. Yeah, PS5 up-res, getting 3D audio, adaptive trigger, and DualSense features, 4K60. That's it. No new content or anything. So, pretty straightforward. Uh, the next thing they talked about was Returnal. We got some cool-looking gameplay from Returnal. Uh, yeah. Bullet hell, space, time loop game. Bunch of tentacle monsters. Yeah, all for it. Looks really yeah. cool. It does, does look, look really fun. Yeah, uh, I think we're all pretty excited. I mean, I'm, I'm disclaimer, I'm saying all these games look really fun. I don't have a PS5, so have fun playing them, guys. <laughs> that is true. Some of them are not PS5 exclusives. Yes, you I'll be playing play the ones that on aren't PC. exclusive. Yeah, anything that's on PC, I'll probably pick up because, damn, everything looks so beautiful. Yeah, it, it looks... The Returnal looks really, really cool. Mm. Uh, what was after that? Was that the dodgeball thing? Yeah, Knockout that, City. Knockout I'm City. strangely exciting for that. Like, that could be a really fun co-op game. Yeah, it's like dodgeball battle royale almost. Have It's... Uh... I swear to God, this game isn't a battle royale game in the, any way. The single player is a battle royale. It's you How is it a battle royale? It, because it's last person standing. But, and, but there's only two no, people. So and, 1v1. And, yeah, and, but the, the thing is, the zone is shrinking, and you have to be within that zone the whole time or you die. Those are the two aspects of battle royale. Last person standing and a shrinking zone, and it has both of those. Uh, Even think, if it's 1v1. I, it's still I don't person. think that's true at all. Uh, and then there's like I a 3 3 mode. Anyways, it looks surprisingly <laughs> fun. It's just so a it's weird... not so much battle royale as it is a team-based competitive match, I guess. Competitive dodgeball game. It's a yeah. competitive dodgeball game. It's CS:GO dodgeball. <laughs> uh, not not a genre I think we thought we needed, but I'm glad <laughs> to have it. We then got a new game from Absolver, uh, a, a developer for Absolver, Slowcap, a game called Sifu. Basically, hallway fight scene in the game. Yeah, I don't know what was going on here. It was just a, a guy beating the shit out of people and getting older. Yeah, it's like maybe it's like maybe it's like a time loop thing, but every time you die, he gets a little older. I don't it's think It's definitely so. like a kung fu uh, game. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's all about the hand to hand combat. That's yeah. going to be like the core. I don't think he died. Game. I think he like failed and as a, he has to grow as he, you know, becomes a master at kung fu. Hmm. It was it was more it was one of those like theme trailers like kind of gets you like a tone but not really a lot of detail. Yeah, for sure. It was like a first no. look. Hey, this is something we're working on. We'll tell you yeah. more later. But I mean, hey, we got us talking about it. It's true. I, well, because we have a podcast about yeah. video games. <laughs> I think if I did not have a podcast about video games, I would not have talked about this game to anyone personally. I feel like I don't know. I I personally saw it and got really excited. Mm. Uh, it looked like to me like. It was. It's gonna do for like kung fu movies that uh, Ghost. Ghost of Tsushima did for samurai movies. Like it's. I, I don't. Why has no one ever made like a kung fu game? I don't know. Uh, Shaq Fu, uh, Kung uh, Fu uh, Panda. <laughs> Come on, there. Uh, what is with you and Kung Fu Panda today, Andrew? Why has nobody made a good? It's just relevant, dude. Skadoosh. Skadoosh. Skadoosh indeed. Skadoosh. Unrelated. Black. Uh, 
Side note, Jack Black is voicing Claptrap in Borderlands. Yeah, that's yes, remember when we talked about it on our podcast two weeks ago? Like, I can't keep track of what we talk about on here anymore. There's too much going on. Solar Ash. We got some gameplay footage of that. Yes. It looks so good. It looks, it looks really so cool. cool. Andrew, it looks saying... like a love child of Hyperlight Drifter and the Pathless, which is like, yes, please. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. It, yeah, Jeff, I believe you had to walk away from the trailer at a certain point, but mm. uh, they were talking about how it's all centered around the movement. Um, and yeah. even like the action, like when you are battling enemies, it relies on how you move and how fast you are and like and like where you're positioned. And it seems really fucking cool. Yeah. And it obviously looks, it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful. I'm very, very excited. The, the color palettes of Heart Machines games have always been great, given this is only the second one. Good track record. Yeah. Uh, was it after that one that we got Kina Bridge of Spirits? We got some new stuff. Another, yeah, I'm screwing I up. Was... I think I'm screwing up the order, but we can talk about Kina. Uh, I also think so. Oh, this game looks so beautiful. This is like, yeah. I was saying to you guys while we were watching it, how is it taking us this long to get a game that looks identical to a Pixar movie? We are going to be playing. A Pixar movie. It looks like a combination of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, what were the other things I compared it to? A Pixar movie and... Legend of Zelda? No, there's one more thing I compared it to. Pikmin? No. What? No. That was like on upon the first trailer, that's what you oh. said. Yeah, we got yeah, that. With the little guys How long ago now? No, there was one other thing I said, but I can't remember now. But yeah, it looks... Ori? It, Ori? Maybe it was Ori? There's a lot of things to compare to. Yeah, too, it was. There's like spirity stuff. Anyways, it looks beautiful. The looks art style, so the animations. Yeah, I'm. And then the gameplay. We're assuming it's some sort of Zelda type looking thing. Semi open world, go around and explore. We yeah, don't really know. It's like yet. there. It seemed like there was a decent bit of action, and you it fight a like lot of things. Like an action it, RPG, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it didn't really give a good sense of what the objective is and what you're actually doing. But goddamn, does it not look fucking incredible? The color palette was <laughs> insanely distinct, and like it more than any other game I've seen so far does that like faded gray, but still a little tiny hint of color in you know like the landscape, showing that it has been drained in some fashion of its energy or whatever. And it does that better than anything I've ever seen in a video game. Uh, it's really showing what the PS5 is capable of graphics-wise, yeah. in a sense. I'm, this one is a, a top-tier game that I'm excited for. It got a release date of August 24th. Yeah. Which Was I it 24th know. or 27th? 24th. 24th. Oh, 24th? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, same difference cool. at that point. That's the Tuesday, then. Yeah, okay. Uh, we got information about the new Oddworld game, Soulstorm, coming mm-hmm. April 6th. I'm I've never played an Oddworld game. I'm I don't plan on playing this one personally, in all honesty. <laughs> Did it capture any of you enough to want to pick it up? No. It's just... it's gonna be a PS plus game, is that what they said? Is it? I think they said what the way that they worded it makes me see makes me think it's gonna be in yeah. the play at home initiative. No, it says the PlayStation Five version will be one of the PlayStation Plus games for April twenty twenty one. So if I don't have to oh, pay it for it, I'll play uh, it. I'll probably check it out. I probably the, still won't. The Oddworld yeah. games are just like so weird. So odd. they're like I don't understand why. Out of the point. They're still relevant. Mm. Like, 
I don't know who's funding these games to be continued to be made because I don't. The last time they were relevant was like Stranger's Wrath for the Xbox. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. I mean, I guess if you were like, I feel like the people who are fans of the Oddworld series are like fifty years old now. Like, <laughs> right? They made another one for you, I guess. If you, if you, I don't. If you I, I honestly, I've never heard anyone talk about them in any of like the the media things that I follow. All of my friends, no one's ever talked about Oddworld. When when Stranger's Wrath came out for the xbox it was like pretty big like i remember seeing it a lot on g4 on like x play and and other uh gaming related things and it, i'm pretty it was a pretty cool game um i i think actually if andrew were to boot up the my ps3 <laughs> i'm pretty sure i own a copy of it on that ps3 in my closet oh. yeah um it was like a cool. It was an interesting game, uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Ever since then, it was pretty, like, unrelevant. So, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe Oddworld. Game... Oddworld is a name that I'd heard, but I'd always thought that it was something else, or either or sounded like something else. Like Oddworld isn't. It's it feels like a generic name, right? Like it's so yeah. similar to other things. <laughs> like I thought it was Mad World, maybe at a certain point. Um, maybe there's one other that I'm not remembering. Uh, but and then even after looking at the gameplay, it's just not something that appeals to me. You know what I would give for a Mad World sequel? That's the one on uh, that was like the black and white on the Wii, right? Yeah, the chainsaw. Yes. Yeah, beat 'em up yeah. game. I love that game. I always thought that one looked really interesting. Yeah. The one Jeff, I believe your times where Nintendo published mature yeah. rated games. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, I believe you skipped Five Nights at Freddy's. That's the one I was going to talk about next. Uh, we had yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Does anyone want to say anything about this? Uh, it's uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's, it's demonic Chuck E. Cheese. What else is there really to say? Yeah. I, I haven't played anything of, of that series, so I don't really know how it compares to others. Yeah, me either. I got, yeah. like, Bioshock vibes from it. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, now that, that you mention it... Like that, like you're in the dark, something's hunting you, kind of shtick. Well, it's yeah. Well, at least in the sense that, like, it seemed like you're exploring unique zones of this whatever this giant children's, uh, you know, amusement place is, and like in each zone, there's kind of like a specific, you know, uh, enemy or villain or whatever that's kind of like it, you know the specific puppet, I guess, or the animatronics, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and it definitely gave me like Bioshock vibes where you like go to the medical wing and then there's like the crazy surgeon is there and he, you know, you hear him throughout as you're, so I'd be interested to check it out when it comes out. If it's like actually a decent kind of horror experience. Hmm. Well, I think you're going to be the only one of us checking it out because I don't think any of us had any interest in it. Yeah, no, that's all on you, Derek. All right. Uh, we got more info on Deathloop, and I think I had said, and I think you guys all agreed with me, is I don't need to see any more of this game. I yeah. know that, like, you did a very good job explaining the premise the first three times you showed it to us. Uh, uh and I don't want to know more, because I want to go in, it's kind of like how we felt about Outer Wilds. You want to go in and not know anything, and so that, that time loop 
like whole thing. It's all brand new and a mystery to you. Like I don't understand mm-hmm. why they keep showing this. Yeah. And they I feel like this is even among like, you know, personalities. I feel like this is one of the most talked about games already. Like this is among people's most anticipated of the year. So why do they feel the need to sell it to us more? Like you've already done that. Not saying I'm like not excited for it, but yeah, it's like, I'm guessing they felt like they just needed maybe one final kind of like trailer showcasing maybe some more of the characters that, you're gonna run into and like, like the they, abilities they even, and stuff you could use they didn't even reveal anything new in this trailer yeah i felt another, like it, it was, was just, just another like hey remember this game yeah, it was like a game coming out. yeah just more gameplay highlights i felt i didn't like it be like oh here's this character or here's this yeah. weapon yeah it just felt kind of pointless like it didn't need to be here but i don't know i'm excited about it regardless yeah so i'm still gonna play it coming out may 21st and I believe that's on my fantasy critic list. Ooh. All right. Let's go. The big one. The the game they decided to wrap the show up with. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. It is, <laughs> it is going to be PS5, basically up res, new lighting effects, better textures. It looks... New everything. Yeah. It looks incredible. Uh... There is a, it's called, was it Chapter Yuffie or something like yeah. that? Uh, where you, it's like an in-between story beat where you're playing as Yuffie and this other dude whose name I don't remember. Sotone or something, something like that. Something like that. So known. Yeah. So and apparently the bad guy from Dirge of Cerberus is in it. Uh, yeah. So I don't, they didn't say how long this is going to be, but it looks so cool. Yuffie looks yeah. incredible. I'm so, uh, they were doing like neat little tag team moves and Yuffie was throwing her shuriken to like collect items. Yeah. Uh it does look really awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm super duper pumped. I'm this is coming out June 10th and I'm absolutely going to play through Final Fantasy 7 remake in its entirety again and then the the chapter Yuffie. I don't know Jeez. if it's going to be I don't know if it's going to be placed within the game or it's like a separate thing that you can play before beating it or you have to beat it to uh, to get access to it, but it doesn't matter because I'm gonna go through all of it again. Yeah. It's a standalone uh DLC. So okay. you're, and your save transfers from PS4 to PS5 anyway. Save so. transfers. Yeah. However, I think they it seemed like you will only be able to play the Yuffie thing on the PS5, so you can't yes. play that on your PS4. Yeah. yeah, you have to purchase the the new one. Get, I think it's, yeah, you're gonna purchase the new chapter. Yeah, uh, so it is not DLC for 7 Remake. It's specifically a part of 7 yeah. Remake Integrates, which you have to have, which you get for free if you own 7 Remake. But then you have to purchase the DLC. It's very weird. So if you've never bought Final Fantasy 7 Remake, you have to buy the Integrate version. I don't, I don't even know if you need to... I wonder if it's standalone. Where I like, don't think so. I think it's part of it's the game. Standalone? You think it's part of the game? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. Because well, all of the Final Fantasy 15 DLC was uh, Chapter Ignis, Chapter Gladio. It's true, yeah. So yeah. it's it's following that similar name convention. Okay. Um. So that was it for the state of play. How did we feel about it overall? And maybe in comparison to the the Nintendo Direct that happened. Last well, we, we we had one game in common. Which was oh yeah the dodgeball game was yeah, in both the knockout games. city. Um yeah, so- <sighs> I felt like it was fine. Yeah, like you know obviously the same thing happened with this 
as the Nintendo Direct, right? You know, everyone says ten games, and people are like, Horizon, God of War, Final Fantasy, all of, all of the you know the big names, and they're like, okay, but no one's ever thinking about the little stuff. And what did I say to you today, Jeff? I was like, one hundred percent games we are going to see in this trailer are going to be Solar Ash, mm-hmm. Kina, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, games that we we've about. heard about, but maybe don't have a lot of information on. And they really, with the exception of maybe Kina's release date, they didn't give us a lot of information about those games. We saw some more gameplay and new trailers, but we still don't know. How, we still don't have a release date for Solar Ash. Yeah. You know, and they didn't do deep dives into any of them. And even some of the games we already knew about, they really only were like sizzle reels. Like they didn't tell us anything about five, about Five Nights at Freddy's or Death Loop or Crash Four uh, or Odd World. Or what was what was even the other game? Knockout City was just announced in the, in the Nintendo Direct. That's half the games right yeah, there. Yeah, we didn't learn anything new there. <laughs> the only brand new game on this list is Sifu, and we didn't learn a ton about it. Everything else was stuff we already knew was coming, and we only got a release date for Kina, right? Everything yeah, else. Or and Oddworld, we also got a release date. That yeah, that was a new release date. So like, in comparison. I thought the Nintendo Direct was more interesting than this. Absolutely. I thought there was more new, cool stuff. What's that face you're giving me, Derek? What? <laughs> so, the Nintendo Direct was garbage. No, see, I'm not in that camp. I think the people... Hey, hang on, Jeff. Derek, why was the Nintendo Direct garbage? Because of all the stupid stuff they just had in it for no reason. But they do that in every Direct, so it's just the norm now. So I don't think I, I don't think just because they do it just because they have garbage in everything doesn't mean like if my Big Mac always had garbage in it like I wouldn't eat you know like why should I keep eating the Big Mac there's garbage so, but, in it so because that logic, alongside alongside the Big Mac you got fucking forty spicy nugs Derek like they <laughs> also dropped a new Smash character a new Zelda HD upgrade upgrade which maybe isn't the Zelda game we wanted but it's still a Zelda game and oh then we, got we also Splatoon got 3. Project Triangle Strategy and Splatoon Mario 3. Golf Mario so, Golf like there I, are still good things in those directs and like there are still good things in the Stony State so, of Play. But, yeah, but just I less think, so. So as take a presentation, out- as a presentation, I think the Sony the Sony presentation was better. It was short. It was succinct. Uh, of of the commentary, thirty minutes. Yeah, but like of the pieces, I I think you guys are. Uh, I think uh, our our commentary and talking over it made us miss some of the the points. I feel like you guys said like they didn't talk anything about Crash Four the entire time that Crash Four trailer was playing the guy was talking about every single thing that like was getting added to it um for i feel like he was just talking about stuff we already knew though like stuff that either we already knew or was is just commonplace for a hd update you know i mean i think it was just like yeah stuff you would expect from crash 4 coming to ps5 yeah it's like the final fantasy 7 uh upscale I don't need to hear him talk about it. We know that it has a 4K resolution mode and a performance mode. We know that it looks beautiful. I don't need to hear about it. We didn't know that until he said it in that thing. Well, they also show it in text, you know? Yeah. I think my point is there is, like, there's one new thing in here, which is the Final Fantasy VII DLC that I'm very excited for. They've shown, like, four, three or four things that they've already shown they showed a little bit more 
but I was already sold on those games anyways, where if you go over the Nintendo Direct, they showed five brand new things that I didn't know existed that I am genuinely excited for. I think it when you look at when you look when you're going to look back mm-hmm. at this year, you're going to think that that Nintendo Direct was stupid and garbage because I think no this nothing nothing like I feel like this this Sony finally kind of nailed how they should do their state of plays with this just a bunch uh, of trailers stitched together. It, like every every trailer was was filled with um like gameplay mm-hmm. they they weren't it wasn't just uh like cinematics um they said a lot about the game uh wh- i know nothing about splatoon 3 Ex- well i guess that it's just, i all i know is that it's more splatoon yeah uh we we know like I will agree. The, the 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 Super Mario the Mario Golf trailer in the direct was good. It highlighted the new the new gameplay features it's going to have. I like I got excited for that game when I played it. Uh, Smash Smash is Smash. I know everyone gets really really excited about Smash. Everyone loves to see the new Smash character. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can't put like they would re- announce the smash character whether there was a direct to coincide with it or not like a, a smash character doesn't need a direct um, uh do they are there ever smash trailers outside of events andrew it's just like yeah. okay we're putting out the trailer for the new smash character they do yeah, that that's what they, that they did that with steve was it it was just okay here it is yeah basically okay. remember it was just like hey we're announcing the new character on this okay. on tuesday yeah a large majority of them come with events, whether it's Direct, Game Awards, but E3. That's irrelevant if we're just talking about this Direct versus the versus the state of play. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I guess like I I like I gave us uh I, I like texted over us uh, a list of of things that like I thought might pop up in this in this um state of play b- based on what we saw earlier in or last year with the state of play what we know is coming this year and was i surprised that i didn't see some of those things no because like they followed up on things from an earlier like all these things were announced last state of play and then like they announced a couple new uh uh, you know, they showed maybe new gameplay trailer, dived into the gameplay a little bit more. Whereas the Nintendo Direct, they, like, just in between each, it was just, like, four, four or five big announcements with just, like, garbage in between. So if you removed the garbage and just had, like, a 20-minute Direct with, like, the six best things, like, no DC superhero girls, no Star Wars, whatever that was Mobile anything. game shit. Yeah. yeah. Would... Would that direct be better, or would it still be a disappointment? What everyone is claiming it to be? No, I, I wouldn't think. I I would not think it would be disappointing. I think that's that's if if that was if I committed twenty minutes of my life to watch those five game trailers, I would be like, cool. This is exactly like you just gave me five new games that I can look forward to for the next yeah. See then, year. then you and I value it differently because yeah. I am valuing the amount of highs. I don't care about the crap in between because it's about those high points for me. Whereas this only had, like, this had very minimal high points. I was just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, I was already excited for this. Yep, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy DLC, sweet. And then that was it. 
Whereas, I think we need to. I think we need to get away from the notion that we are grading <coughs> a Nintendo Direct or a presentation of any kind, really, on its entirety and like every single thing that happens in that direct because i feel like every single time we we think oh well if they're gonna spend 45 minutes in the direct they better pack it with shit and make it you know worth my time and to an to an extent i agree because you know if i if you know hit you have a million people you know sitting down live to watch a presentation that's going to take up an hour of their time then they should feel like it's worth their time but but also you know a week you know, removed from that Nintendo Direct from last week. I'm not thinking about like, oh man, I'm bummed that they spent two minutes talking about DC Supergirls. I'm like, there's a new Mario Golf. You know, it's the takeaways. Yes. So, and it- what I'm gonna take away from this Nintendo Direct, and what I'm gonna take away from this state of play, is that there were like three to five really solid announcements or updates on things that I knew about that I'm really excited for, and I don't think that. you're just wasting time by being mad about the shit that they didn't announce or the shit that they spent time on. It's like, whatever, just, just focus on what makes you happy. I would argue that this state of play didn't need to happen. You could have, uh, slow clap could have put out a trailer for Sifu and the final fantasy seven Twitter could have just announced this DLC and like put out a video and then everything else is just like, could have been text updates. Yeah, I don't think that the up, I don't think the updates on Deathloop, uh, Final, or I always want to say Final Fantasy, but it's Five Nights at Freddy's, Oddworld, um, Oddworld, or Crash Bandicoot needed to happen, or Knockout this. City, which we just got a week prior. Just like I don't think that they that Nintendo Direct needed to talk about things like uh, the Outer Wilds port or like you know the Fortnite or what's the what Apex Legends. They don't need to talk about any of that. Yeah, but I know that they will. And and I'm not taking and I'm not I'm just not thinking about that stuff, you know, after the fact. I'm thinking about I can't wait for the new Smash character. I can't wait to play Skyward Sword again. Yeah. You or I are on the same page, Andrew, where it's like in the end, this the the stuff that didn't matter to me and the filler stuff, I'm just gonna forget and not talk about. And I'm gonna talk about the big hype shit. And I felt like the Nintendo Direct had big more big hype shit than this. I I guess I care less about the big hype shit that you guys care about when it comes to Nintendo. So what is your definition of, of big hype shit to repeat that phrase for like the fifth time? Like I, I wanted to see, to see more like new shit, um, more new hype shit. Whereas like, so like, I, I don't know, like you guys are hyped about, uh, uh, the new Smash character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, you're hyped for Splatoon 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, I, I, I will agree. Like, Project Triangle Strategy, that was a great reveal. Super Mario Golf, I, I'm hyped about that. But then, like, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm, like, more bummed. Like, the, the Skyward Sword stuff just is just, like, that. I'm kind of, like, less, I don't know. I, at first, I was, like, excited, but now I'm just, like, more, like, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to spend sixty dollars on a game that, like, I already played. The, now. So, the price. The pricing of Nintendo's the, ports the, are an entire the, different story. It, yeah. It's all because of the Mar- Super Mario 3D All Stars collection. 
So is it because your expectations, you were expecting more from Zelda, does that diminish what they did announce that was great? Because it shouldn't. That's not how you should look at the world as a whole. Just because there's something that you didn't it's like that, doesn't take like, away from the good things. I, I, don't, I guess I don't think that the Skyward Sword announcement is a good thing. Yeah, but we still already listed the Smash characters, Platoon 3, Triangle Strategy... Uh, fucking mario, mario golf, golf. <laughs> like <laughs> but I, I i'm not saying that it was bad i'm just saying that I that's what you did say you said that the direct was bad you well, said it was garbage <laughs> i guess i'm not saying that those announcements are bad and that's that that all that's that that all that 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 those games were the only big announcements is bad but that i think this sony direct was better for me Okay, uh, that, that's a better way of saying it then. Yeah, I I do not stand by the fact that people say the direct was bad. Yes, there was. I don't was, think any, don't think any directs are bad. There, there was tons of games in there that I just don't care about, but there were plenty that I cared very much about, and that's why I think it was a success. I just I think they could make. I think it could have. They could do that better. But what, what? They they're not ready just... to talk about Breath of the Wild 2. They're not ready to talk about Metroid yeah, Prime I just, 4. I think they, that... what games they do you want them to talk about games that don't exist? Make, I just think I think that 25 minute thing. I think grading Nintendo Directs and presentations are pointless. There's there's no point because like I like I mentioned last week, 2 weeks ago, I I said that there wasn't going to be a Nintendo Direct the whole year. And then we got one within a week. So the fact that we got anything at all is good. And so Nintendo is going to announce the games that they want on their own terms. And we just have to accept that the, like the expectations that we're putting on them means nothing. Yes. And you know what? What? You know what? We have to grade them. No, (laughs) because, because, Ten years ago, Nintendo stopped, decided to stop doing E3, and the, it, we couldn't. How could we compare? How could we compare Nintendo to Sony and Microsoft when they weren't doing a press conference? You shouldn't compare they, them. They did this to themselves. <laughs> I've watched too many E3 press conferences about metrics and growth from Nintendo. I've watched the Wii Music one, Andrew. <laughs> Don't tell me what. <laughs> What's good and what's bad? I know what's bad. Derek, I have a suggestion for you. <laughs> Going forward, don't watch Nintendo Directs, and we'll just text you all the awesome stuff, and then you'll be way more hyped about what Nintendo's doing in the future. Does all that right. sound reasonable? Next Direct, I will not watch well, it. Hopefully next Direct, Derek's not hosting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. I will hold myself to that. Next Direct, I am not going to watch it. Let's let's stop talking about this because I feel like we're just gonna argue in circles forever. <laughs> this is gonna be a circular argument. I thought this state of play was pretty fine. Is. The final we all, stuff was insane. We all know that uh, that Derek is just upset that there was no Switch Pro. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I I will watch the Nintendo Direct. No, actually, I don't want to watch that Direct. I don't want to watch any Directs for the rest of the year. Two news. Huh, how are they not done with this video <laughs> game yet? I could have had it done three years ago. <laughs> That's what you all sound Just, like. My <laughs> uncle works at GameStop. I wish that I Andrew was right uncle. and there were no more directs ever. I wish I was right, I mean, too. I liked it when they were just like, boom, here's a trailer for Paper Mario. Guess what? It's coming out next month. 
that was cool to me. But also, that project triangle strategy reveal was incredible. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, we're done. We're done talking about it. Uh, we have we have some uh, breaking news that we need to discuss, though. Oh, jeez, yeah. yes. Um, so remember back we were talking about uh, Square Enix trademarked the names Final Fantasy: The First Soldier and Final Fantasy: Ever Crisis. Yep. Well, the Final Fantasy VII remake Twitter just tweeted out what those things are. Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier is a mobile battle royale game that takes place in Midgar, and you are all a bunch of soldiers trying to use your new abilities to be the last one standing. Uh, so it's basically Fortnite. It's like a combination of Fortnite and PUBG in the Final Fantasy VII world, and it uses locations from Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy and came out of nowhere. Uh, it is quite insane. I wish that it wasn't just on mobile, though. Yeah, I wish this was like on PS5, uh, even if it like is the same quality as the mobile port. Maybe they'll move yeah. it to console at some point. I have no interest in playing it on mobile, unfortunately, just because like, I don't want to play a first-person shooter on my phone or a third-person shooter. But the fact that it exists is still kind of bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the no, other... Was... Sorry, what? Oh, I was going to say that was the last thing I expected from Final Fantasy was right? a battle royale. And then the other one, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is another mobile game, uh, but it's like it's a retelling of everything in the Final Fantasy VII compilation in this like chibi art style. But then you get into the battles and it's a slightly derezzed version of the Final Fantasy VII Remake's art style. But apparently yeah. it's gonna it's gonna cover Final Fantasy Seven, um, Advent Children, Dirge of Cerberus, Before Crisis, uh, and there was one more in there. What's the one? Advent with the Children. F- I said Advent Did Children. Did you say Advent Children? Yeah. What's the phone one? Um, Crisis Core. Sorry, yeah. Before Crisis is the phone one. Crisis Core is the one where you play as Zach. So apparently all of this is gonna be in this phone game. And then they said, and, and more. more, whatever the fuck that means. Well, what, that <laughs> scene that they played at, at the end, after they show that graphic, is Zach running on a train. That's the, is that, that from any of those? That's part of Crisis Core. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that's how Christ, Crisis Core opens the exact same uh, with like the thing on the train, except for it's Zach instead of Cloud. Gotcha. Uh, it just says, a, it's a chapter, chapter-structured single-player game covering the whole of the Final Fantasy VII timeline, including the events of the original game and the Final Fantasy VII compilation titles. So, like, what? <laughs> this is bonkers. Yeah, but I think this is great. Yeah. Because now, like, if it was uh, just Final Fantasy VII, that'd be one thing. But the fact that it's everything, all of the side games, to, like, because what we're, we've been theorizing with Remake, right, is that they're going to pull from those and pull things with Zack and, we know, all the things with Advent Children that we've discussed. So the fact that they're putting all of those into an accessible, uh, probably easier to navigate package is great for new fans who want to experience the story and understand the references uh you know someone like me i've never played dirge of cerberus jeff you were saying when they were showing the yuffie thing like oh do i have to play dirge of cerberus now which by the way i just need to say dirge of cerberus is the hardest thing to pronounce on the fucking planet yeah it's pretty tough Uh, but you were saying oh do i need to play this now guess not because you can just play this whole compilation and experience the story that way yeah that's so cool it's definitely 
but... it might play into where remake is going, and that's yeah, awesome. That's what I was about to say. Is it's definitely going to play into what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII remake and like the future of the Final Fantasy VII universe. So yeah, it's pretty darn cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, and also that Twitter also announced that the Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack is coming to music streaming services. Nice. nice. That's awesome. Good, good shit. Awesome. Good shit. Which means you know damn well that uh, the pull up song is going in all of my playlists. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's that. I guess uh, let's do some trivia and get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> uh, that, that argument got a little bit more heated than I was expecting it to. And as yeah, always, I, mean, I fucking blame Derek. I also blame Derek. I also blame Nintendo. All right, guys. Um, we are doing um, audio-based trivia. Wow. So, Where'd you get that idea? Uh, weird. It was actually your mom. Wait, don't look at that screen. No, 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 don't look at it. I clicked on looking, the wrong I'm one. Looking, I'm not looking. I think I clicked on the wrong one. How do I stop streaming? Okay. Um. Yeah, I didn't see anything. I promise. Yeah, I accidentally had the wrong one up. Smooth move. Um. Okay. Sorry. Let's try this again. Do this. Um. We're gonna do this. Boop. We're gonna do this. Boop. Um. Sorry. Uh, technical issues. Let's do this, and then we're gonna share my screen, and we're gonna share this. Okay. Now you should be good. There is no stream available. There, there it is. Now you should be good. The stream has ended cricket noise. It ended? Yes. Yeah. Oh, let's try it one more time. Okay. One more time. Oh, too soon. Okay. I'm going to celebrate. Are you guys in? Yeah, we're in. Yep. All right. Let me know. I'm just going to open this random dirt of server. Nice shameless plug, Jeff. Can you hear this? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's sir. not that's not anything. Uh that's the dirge of Cerberus all cut scenes video that I'm gonna watch in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So how this is gonna work is this is where's my my thing? Uh oh, you can't look at that because it has all the answers. This is uh title screen music oh. trivia. Oh, okay. so this, is, like this, this is music from video game title screens. And we're going to listen to them. And then we have to figure out which direct they were announced in. Cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're going to start here with number one. I'm going to let you guys listen to it for a little bit. And you're going to tell me what what video game is this from. Ready? Start it. See, Andrew has a smirk on his face. Yeah, and it's not because I'm holding my cat. One of my all-time favorite title screens. I love this. All right, that's good enough. We're going to have Adam go first on this one. Adam, what title screen song, what game was that from? Oh, it sounds familiar, but I can't quite play. For whatever reason, I'm thinking Celeste. Hmm. All right. Derek? I think it's Hollow Knight. Andrew, can you tell them what it was? It is Kingdom Hearts. That is Kingdom Hearts. Oh, that's Kingdom Hearts. That is dearly beloved, my friends. It's a classic. 
Jeff, I don't know if you know this, but Yoko Shimomura, the composer for Kingdom Hearts, is also the composer for Xenoblade. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe so probably explains why both of those soundtracks are real good. Yeah, that is one of the best parts about Kingdom Hearts is the music. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Number two. <laughs> song's a fucking jam i'm just gonna let it play while you guys choose uh adam i'm gonna have you go first on this one too is this a persona thing i don't recognize this one derek persona five andrew persona five all right. Royal. I was going to say, I'm going to give it to all of you because none of you said it. It's specifically Persona 5 Royal. Persona 5 okay. uh, Traditional oh. has a has a different well, theme. I wouldn't know that because I've only played Royal. Yeah. Uh, that is Persona 5 Royal, but I'm going to give you all a point. Yeah. I, I knew it was going to be an easy one, but god damn, it's so good. I had to put it in there. All right. Number three. Adam, do you have a guess? That's really quiet. I can turn it up a bit if you need it. Oh, Oops. what is this? Gotta give me a guess. Some kind of Resident Evil game. I don't know which one. Andrew? The Last of Us. Derek? The Last of Us. Yeah. Ah. Andrew, did it take you a second to figure it out? Yes. He looks really stumped at first. Yeah, it did. As soon as like the the bird or the nature noises kind of kicked in, that's when yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, oh, that that first guitar strum. Yeah, the boom. Yeah. That's all, that one guitar yep. note. It's like that, that's Last of Us. Yeah. All right, number four. Adam, you're in last, so you're going to go first. What the? <laughs> I, I swear to God, I think these are all from games I haven't played. Uh, Which, to be fair, is a lot of games. It, that is fair. I have not played it, <laughs> the same things you guys have played. Any guess, bud? Is this Celeste? I don't know. I already guessed that, but... Derek? I think it's Super Mario Kart. Andrew? It's Super Mario Kart. It is, in yeah. fact, Super uh, Mario Kart. It's that. Yeah, this is a, that is a very today. distinct sound chip. Yeah. All right. And we're going into the last one. There's a story behind this one that I will tell later, because I think if I tell the story, it might give it away to Derek. Here we go. Number five. Do you have a guess? <laughs> That's a good song. I don't know what it is, though. No guess? Yeah, jeez. No, go come back to me. I got nothing. Dude, there's come no back to you. Back That's not how this works. <laughs> All right. No, we don't do that. All or nothing. Mega Man. I don't know. Derek? I think it's Tetris Attack. Andrew? I said Final Fantasy Tactics. 
No, that is Punch Out. Punch out. punch out. Oh, okay. So, Derek, remember in college when we used to go to weekly trivia at Applebee's, and I pestered the guy to do a video game trivia, and eventually he did one. And it was video game music, and we got all five right. And then there was like a double or nothing at the end, and I went for the double or nothing, and I didn't know what it was. It was Punch Out. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, no one got that, but Andrew wins. He's got four out of five. That's pretty good. Not too shabby. Uh, I'll play the 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 tiebreaker one for fun. This one was gonna be first person to shout it out wins. I feel like it's one that kind of evolves enough over time where it's the longer it goes, the more likely you are to get it. So feel free to shout it out when you figure it out. Paper Mario. No Mario RPG. No, give it a sec. Oh, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I did not know. I have never heard that intro part before. Yeah, that's like before the... The like rare symbol comes up or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, congratulations, Andrew. You did it. Yay. All right, boys. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at Game Sharks podcast. You can send in an email at GameSharksPodcast at Yahoo.com. What did you think of the Nintendo Direct? What did you think of the state of play? Is Derek an idiot? Are we idiots? Just let Are us all know. Idiots? All yes. <laughs> uh, you can go to our website, TheGameSharks.com. Well, there you can check out my review of the medium, which uh, I'm going to do right now. Which Andrew's going to go do right now. Yeah, give that a read. Uh, see what my thoughts were on the medium. Uh, Bravely Default 2 comes out tomorrow, so that's the game I'm going to be reviewing next. And I think that's the only one we currently have slated for a little bit. Adam said he might be reviewing 3D World. Derek said he's going to do Hitman eventually. But I'm we'll... doing Persona 5 Strikers. Andrew's doing Persona 5 Strikers, which he's just started the other day. So we got some reviews yeah. coming your way. I'll be writing a review for Blue Fire if I can stop dying. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so so keep it locked to the website. Game Sharks Pod- or TheGameSharks.com Or just die some more and then give it one star. Yeah. <laughs> Game was bad. No, I think I just suck at platformers. So, <laughs> all right, well, guys. At least you don't have to do it professionally. Yeah, that would that would not end well for me. And with that, we are Finn. Just like that. Uh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> One more time. Too soon. We're gonna celebrate. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>